I almost never have a weekend off. And so I suddenly have this weekend off. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, I know people are going to be doing social things this weekend. And this is, like, a social thing that people do. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. But also, I shouldn't always be not only by myself, but, like, in my own head. Yeah, it's it's just healthy sometimes. Yeah. Like, as somebody who's at the opposite end of the spectrum, as, as somebody who has had too many social obligations in the past couple of months, mm-hmm. I am dying to, like, have just a weekend alone to myself where I don't have to do anything for anyone. Oh, and... so I genuinely love being by myself. It's just that sometimes I think, maybe being by myself makes me feel lonely. And I think about huh. that, like, huh... Maybe being alone contributes to my loneliness, says Tony Rapusta. Yeah, weird how that works out. This isn't going Ace in detective the work. <laughs> Speaking of detectives. Ah! That's good! Boom. I enjoyed oh. that. <laughs> Welcome to Direct to Video. Uh, the podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. Today we watched, we watched Batman and Batman. Both these movies are called (laughs) Batman. (laughs) Yep. Uh, we watched, uh, Batman 1966 Mm -hmm. starring, um, starring the late Kurt Ward and Adam West. And we watched Batman 1989, starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, who you we know spoke what... about in our last main episode. Yes. Do you know what I gen? Do you know what genuinely surprised me about um, the Batman's Adam West? Just from the Batman perspective, I thought he was a much better Batman than Michael Keaton. Like, we can get into it, but I thought he, like, acted Batman better. Even though his so, version of Batman is so goofy and over the top. I I have I, mixed feelings about both of these movies. Um, oh, I I mean, me too. I, I wouldn't believe it. I, I think Adam West definitely has more... He's got so much charisma and, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Congeniality? That can't be it. Yeah, but congeniality works. He does have that. Yeah, like he, he just he's, like he's like one of those guys it. that if you feel like you met him in person. Yeah, that he would be a really nice guy. He'd be a really, um, really cool guy. Um, the other thing is, did I tell the story on the podcast? The one that I heard about after he died, because people, whenever somebody dies, start sharing. Yeah. The those kinds of stories. The the one where he and uh, Riddler got kicked out of an orgy. <laughs> they uh they apparently got invited to a party went to it realized it was an orgy and got into character oh no yeah, and got kicked out for being batman and the riddler at an orgy to to be fair right that i would think that would harsh the vibe a little bit it would probably harsh the vibe but on the other hand if you send me an invitation to a party I want to be sure that it is or isn't an orgy. Yeah, no, like, I was telling my roommate this uh, a couple years ago, but, like, 
like an orgy is one of those things that there is no gray area. You like you tell somebody that that is a thing that is happening. <laughs> um, as to why I told my roommate this a couple uh, of years ago, I was, go- I was going to ask. Uh, he. Uh, he accidentally walked in on one because apparently, and he didn't know this, his flatmate would host them. <laughs> and it had never been an issue because he worked so late, but that, no. day, that day he got off early. No! You gotta say that up front. By the way, yeah, right. some days I'm gonna host an orgy. And even if you're cool with that, like, sock on the door or something. <laughs> God, it's... <laughs> It, that that to me is like a is like another one of my like nightmare scenarios. How can that even happen? I mean, we have established how do you, that. How I do have, you not bring that up? We have established that I have crazy social anxiety. That would that might actually kill me. I don't know where to begin with this nineteen uh, sixty. It's sixty six. Batman sixty six. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this 1966 film. It's so... It feels like an extended episode. And apparently, from what I read, it was going to be, like, the pilot for the show, but then they didn't make it. And then after the show's first season, um, they decided to make it as, like, an interquel movie leading up to the second season. Interesting. I don't... I wonder how much how much background we need to get into before the actual movie because i feel like everybody knows about the batman 66 movie right this is i I think so it's mem batman this is uh this is the meme this is bang pow batman yeah this is holy doritos batman yes this is when you think of batman in a jokey way you think of this movie and just to talk about how culturally influential this Batman show was, the comics never hit this tone, ever. If they did, it was almost entirely by accident. But I can tell you right now that like even the most ridiculous stories in a lot of the DC comics were taken extremely seriously at the time. Hmm. And so our idea of camp Batman comes entirely from this show. And pretty much every iteration of Batman since this show is, like, under its shadow. The, the, the comics really never got that. The comics had Batmite. And, yeah. And the Bat-Dog. Yep. Wow, okay, cool. Played okay. straight. Now, the, don't get me wrong, again, like, the comics do get whimsical and they do get, like, ridiculous, but it was all played straight for the most part. Hmm. The... This tone of like of kid friendly camp is almost entirely from the show, and then That's later comics would reproduce it. Well, like the thing where they label everything or call everything yeah, all... like specific bat, and then this thing. Yeah, the bat aquatic life shark repellent. Well, even just like the bat rope ladder, he says to get out the bat rope ladder, and it's a rope ladder. It's just a rope ladder. There's nothing bad about it. The bat aquatic shark repellent probably he invented. Therefore, you could put bat in front of it. He didn't invent a rope ladder. Maybe he did. I mean, maybe maybe it's a really good rope ladder, but. But I guess operating under that logic, he also would have invented helicopters and cars. 
and motorcycles. He may have invented those specific ones. You wanna um, you wanna get into the actual movie? I don't even. Okay, yes, but give me a sec. Like the plot of this movie is so fast, but also slow. <sighs> okay, here's something. I'm gonna say this at the top. I was gonna say it at the end, but it really bothered me while I was watching this movie. This movie is like two hours. It's really long, and it could we could really genuinely stand to cut like half an hour off of it, and it's not like it's not that any of the bits are like really bad. It's just that sometimes it gets bogged down in itself, and maybe it could lose like three action scenes genuinely, and the, the movie yeah. would be better for it. It definitely would. This movie definitely suffers from an overstuffed nature, and but the other thing about this movie is. For a big-budget Hollywood movie that came out in the 60s, it still feels like a TV show. It doesn't feel like... Like, most TV shows, when they get a movie, they'll use this extra money and they'll hire a better crew. But, and again, this is from what I read, Mm. this movie was made by the TV crew. And they just used all of this extra money to build a bunch of stuff that they could then use in the next season. Like the bat uh, boat and the... Like, actually, a lot of the Batcave. You know what? That's actually really fucking clever, and I and I like that. Yeah, the, the Doctor then, Who then film that came out in the one. 80s was a similar uh, was on a similar note. But I think, I mean, I think the reason this movie goes so long is because it's basically an extended TV show. So they were, like, yeah. doing all the stuff the TV show did instead of thinking, okay, but what would make it a good story? Are you ready to kind of, can we, like, are we good to start talking about the plot of this movie? Yeah, but even before that, um, <laughs> there's. I mean, it's 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 the movie. I'm gonna talk about the movie. So it starts with like this dedication to police officers. Yes, which I like. Although the current, like like where we are right now with police officers is, is rough to me. But as a general rule, Batman saying, "Hey, support your police" is good. I like that. And then, uh, and then there's this really kind of confused spotlight motif over the credits and it goes on too long it goes on so long and it's 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 like a fun little thing but i think this is again from the 60s it's a 60s thing they do opening credits more than ending credits and the opening credits always go on too long there is there is so much about this movie that feels like just a time capsule of the 60s and mm-hmm. I love it. And I think I can say the same thing about the the next Batman movie that we watch. Like it it feels very weighed down by the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Um which we'll get to when we get to uh, some of the later plot points, but so right off the bat just just right off the bat here's an example. Uh right off the bat going to be doing uh, that a lot. <laughs> There is a character in the beginning of this movie called Commodore Schmidlap who is who has a heavy Irish accent. And now this this to me is like a very old-timey thing like the this whole idea of like the Irish cop. Mm. Is a very like old thing in America, but it kind of died like, away. I feel like if you're writing a cop show or a cop, you know, or like a detective novel or something, there's going to be a cop named Murphy. So I don't yeah. think it's completely gone you know just the the heavy irish accent though was <laughs> was like the big part like wh- why what what the reason batman and robin are called is because it's because a of stress signal from a boat and this boat is carrying a an inventor and his quote revolutionary scientific invention this will be important 
but not until like the third act when we finally seriously learn what yeah, we don't even we're not even told we're, like we're told like in passing we're introduced takes, to the invention and then we're told later in passing that this was the revolutionary invention it takes so long for them to get up to the invention and it feels like such a bad lead up um but here's the first thing i really noticed about this movie they get into the um they get into the batmobile and they don't buckle yep. up yeah <laughs> and like in 60s. my mind as soon as they got in i thought buckle up robin it's the law because that's what this is from but i guess it's from <laughs> a season of the tv show and not from this movie yeah, I, I think I, I I would I wouldn't be surprised to find out that uh, that uh, seatbelt laws changed in the middle of this show. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my goodness. And they go. Here's the great thing to me. They need to get to the Batmobile to get to the Batcopter because the Batcopter is yep. at the airport. And when I saw that, I thought, Oh shit, that makes a lot of sense. Like yeah, how, right? Because like you how can't just have a does helicopter. Batman actually have like a bat plane how how can you possibly keep where you keep a bat plane secret that's impossible do you know what you do you keep it at the airport and because batman here's the thing about this one batman is not only buds with the police but he's like deputized yeah like he's a he's a fully functioning police officer for all intents and purposes right and I saw that and I thought this is actually the most logical way for Batman to operate because that's the thing. He cannot have a Batcopter and be secret. It's not possible. He needs to have like so many people in on the secret. And so he just has like basically the cops say we're just not going to ask who Batman is. And then they just they have the helicopter. It's it it makes a certain amount of sense and and I actually I actually like that. They fly over they fly over on the helicopter and there's a bunch of cuts to like people looking up and waving or saluting. Oh my god, that to me was really weird. Having this dedication to all of these people like saluting and being awed by Batman it's is a such a It's yeah, it's a little rough. Like, get it? Because we should respect the people who are enforcing the law. Like, fuck you. I'll respect Look, who I want. It was a different time. I know, I know. Uh. So, they go to intercept this yacht. And ba- and as Batman is about to land on it, on the... Uh, using the bat rope ladder. The bat rope ladder. The the yacht disappears and he and he's dunked into the water where he is uh, beset upon by a shark. Here's the thing. And after this shark and the situation that necessitated the shark is hilarious. Yes, it's, it's great. Goofiest shark. So Batman, uh, Robin, in a in a in a fit of the most unsafe thing you can do in a helicopter, leaves it unmanned mm-hmm. to hand Batman some bat shark repellent. Which Batman sprays onto the shark, and then the shark falls into the water and explodes. And explodes. Now, and I'm so let glad. Me, I thought. Let that me they... be clear. <laughs> and I think Tony was about to say this. I <laughs> thought that that was because of the bat shark repellent. <laughs> I thought. I thought that they weren't going to talk about why the shark exploded. <laughs> but later in an interview, they point out that the shark was set to explode. Yes. 
And Batman and Robin actually get mad that, like, these villains are so nefarious that they exploded a shark. How dare they? And it's kind of sweet. On the other hand, I feel like if a shark's on your leg, on Batman's leg, you don't need to set it to explode. You can just eat his leg. The the next scene has one of... I think this scene is also has at some point like become kind of mimetic, but there is a scene, in, the next scene in which they're talking to uh, Commissioner Gordon and Commodore Schmidtlap, and they basically, from their ass, deduce that the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, and Catwoman it's have so, all teamed up. There's so many scenes where they deduce this, deduce a whole bunch of bullshit out of nowhere, and it's the funniest thing. But C. there, there the is the sea, Catwoman. <laughs> They do do that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There was a later one. Uh, what's um, what's dangerous and lives in a tree? A sparrow with a, bir- a machine. A sparrow gun. with a machine gun. What? <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, yes. But what? Oh, so these villains they all get like quick summaries. Like they're worried about the one person in the audience who doesn't know who Captain. Yeah, right. Is. Like. And I found that really and the, entertaining too. So, so, so this is very interesting, and I will say this is that uh, the Joker and the Penguin were pretty popular supervillains, but the Riddler was not until the TV show. Hmm. He was kind of a throwaway villain until the TV show. The TV show really is what made him what that, he is, from the domino mask to the question mark jumpsuit to the suit. You know like, that makes a lot of sense because for a long time, when the Batman comics started getting darker. They weren't doing anything with the Riddler. And so the Riddler yeah. was, like, weird in this sort of limbo as kind of still being a goofy character when, you know, the Joker was offing people and stuff. Yeah. There's actually a really good Neil Gaiman comic about that. Uh, where, uh... God, I can't remember what it was. But basically, there was this crew who wanted to, like, interview villains to see... To, to like get their side of the story and the only villain yeah. the only like a-list villain they could find was the riddler but at this point he was kind of like b or c list and so it's sort of like a it's sort of like a love letter to this to like the the batman 60s version of the riddler and, and he's talking about how you know you never see king tut anymore what happened to him <laughs> Oh, man, that's right. When did the Joker start killing people? This used to be fun. I thought that was, like, an an interesting take on the character. But, um... We're getting a little bit off track. But I think... That's the other thing. Batman Season 6 really embraced these bullshit characters. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Even Even though the Batman comics never quite hit this level of ridiculous, like, of lighthearted camp... There was levity in those old comics. There was a there was a sense of like, like yeah, we're playing it straight, but also this is for kids, so we can't take we can't we can't make it grim. <laughs> like like there has to be an element of fun in these stories so that kids can play pretend with it. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and, and I don't know, I'm not, a, I, I wasn't, I'm, I never, I didn't grow up with comics, mm. um, and even if I did, I think I like I was born well after the grim dark comics boom of the '80s, so I don't know when what it was that caused this shift to happen. Um, but I definitely don't like it. Yeah, that's a conversation for, like, another podcast. We get a comics expert up here. Talk yeah, about sure. why comics started getting 
wacky. Or stop being wacky. Point is. Yeah, stop being wacky and started getting wacky. Yes. The point is, we find out that one of the interviewers at this press conference was Catwoman in disguise. Miss Kitka. Which is weird, because she's Russian, so nobody will trust her in 60s America. And she uses disguise to get into a press conference, which means she got information, like, at most 12 hours ahead of schedule. It's a press conference. The press is here. She could have just <clears throat> waited for the paper. Uh, she does end up using this disguise in a better way later. Which... Yeah, which I do enjoy the fact that, like, like she has this disguise on, like, on key. Mm-hmm. And then later is like, hmm, I could use this disguise um, as leverage. Although, although my version of Catwoman is, like, Batman always knows she's Selina Kyle. Like, I don't know yeah. how this, I don't know how the 60s show was, but in my, in what I had assumed was the pretty much accepted canon, there's this sort of will they, won't they between Catwoman and, and Batman, and when she's caught, she goes to jail, and hey, look, it's Selina Kyle, and so now he knows who she is and what she looks like, but they didn't, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe the, maybe the canon's different in this version oh whoops so then um are you okay forgot to set my phone on silent oh come on andy (laughs) i'm so professional so so after this interview i gotta blow my nose i gotta blow my nose this is gonna be gross (laughs) okay go give me a second give me a second i need to take a drink of some coffee are we just doing this now (laughs) give me a sec give me a sec i forgot to take the lid off of my coffee oh my god (laughs) I'm trying to provide a good audio experience for our listeners. I don't know. All right, give me a sec. Give me a sec. I need to cough my lungs out. You're fine. Just really get the phlegm out of my body. I hate you so much. (laughs) I can talk about Batman by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, 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 okay. Give me a sec. That bit took a lot out of me. Let me reset. After this, uh, this kind of mini press conference, mm-hmm. uh, Batman and Robin decide to go back to where the where the yacht was, was because Batman realizes that there's a buoy there, and if he remembers correctly, at those coordinates there shouldn't be a buoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, prepare for my best Adam West impressions, by the way, you guys. Like this is my time to shine. It was it, it was it was pretty good, and <laughs> it sounded a so, little Captain Kirky, but. Dang. This this that was that era of acting I think I for television. Say, there's actually a lot of like bleed over that I didn't realize between those two voices. Um, where were we at? They they were going back to check out the buoy, and they are beset upon by this united. What do they call themselves? Oh, united I underworld. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. When they got to the buoy, I was so confused because I was like, why didn't they just? explode the buoy too but then i got it i got it because (laughs) the buoy is a ridiculous death trap and yeah almost works it almost worked but the thing is is these super criminals which is by the way a, a term that i think super comics should use more often 
Like, you, it makes sense. You have superheroes and super criminals, but for some reason, super criminals never stuck to the lingo. Mm, yeah, we said super villains. I but prefer super, super criminals. The thing about super criminals is it does sound like something somebody like Batman would call them. Because they're criminals more than they are villains. You know. Yeah, and some criminals are villainous, but not all villains are criminals. Wow. Uh, getting real in here. So real. And so, um It's like how the law lot of stuff Lex Luthor did was legal. Yeah, like it's super gross. legal. <laughs> Get it? Cause <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. This is just the jokes that are going to be made on this podcast. I understand. So So uh Batman and Robin have been lured to this buoy and they and a super magnet was activated and now they're stuck to it. And uh, it turns out that the United Underworld has this giant penguin submarine, and they started firing torpedoes at Batman and Robin. And the first two were able to be uh, deactivated by Batman using his radio device, which he was able to use the frequency to cause the torpedoes to detonate prematurely. But then the batteries died. I am 100% certain that's not how torpedoes work. It might be. I don't know a lot about torpedoes. I don't think that's how they do. I don't know if I don't know how many torpedoes have like actual pressure activated detonation devices because water. I don't know. It, I, don't know. It, I, was, I could look it up, but I, I was on matters. like a I was on like a battleship um, when I was in LA, mm. and like a navy battleship, and they they had these like lists of what you know what the missiles were made of, and it was basically like this this part shoots the missile and the, at the tip is whatever is gonna blow up and I think they just smack into stuff but I don't know maybe not I guess I who knows I wouldn't be thrilled about that because I don't know what if there was a big storm and something got rattled and then there's explosions down in the ship yeah and that's no good but I don't know for certain <laughs> what I do know for certain is nothing could possibly save Batman and Robin now <laughs> this is to me to me this is the best thing because nobody who talks about this movie talks about this part and they really should i haven't written in capital letters a martyr porpoise sacrifices itself it throws itself in front of the torpedoes Possibly because it was insulted by uh, United Underworld's use of uh, of aquatic life in their plans. And Batman and Robin are like driving away on the boat. And Batman's like, truly a noble creature. Truly a noble creature. I don't... Gosh, uh... Batman, I know. Who could have thought that a porpoise would throw itself in front of the torpedo like that? Sacrificing itself to save us. <laughs> Porpoises are creatures of justice, Robin. God, what a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> like, we we are, what, 20 minutes into a two-hour movie, and already it has raised the stakes beyond what it can achieve for the rest of the film. Here's so the I thought. Ha- half of my notes are just from all this, all, all this bit. Like, that. after the martyr porpoise are the other half of my notes. It's just that <laughs> there was so much that happened in the first act of this movie that was... Fucking Rid- crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. 
Oh, we didn't so, really establish this, but let's. I I I I, I, I want to be clear. The Joker, Catwoman, Riddler, and um, Penguin. Penguin are all working together um, to kill Batman. Well, what they're trying to do is is sort of vaguely take over the world, but yes, they know that, they have that, to kill Batman because he'll stop them. This is to me. The, the, these are the four smartest uh, supervillains in the world because they're thinking we want to take over the world but step number one is getting rid of batman it's it's yeah they're they're pretty self-aware about it um like most most villains would work on this backwards and i enjoy i think that like man these characters are all goofy but i enjoy their interactions with each other that really do feel like you know we have to work together like well it's like they 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 are friends because because they all they all like have this shared purpose and they've always had this shared purpose but not one of them works well with each other. No. So like if there were three of them, they would have gotten into a big fight and just just broken off already. But like there's always two of them fighting and somebody breaks it up. Three of them fighting, somebody breaks it up. They have to balance each other and it's really interesting to me it's it's really nice um i also really like that it feels like catwoman is kind of de facto in charge it's because the other three seem to fight so often it's weird because like they 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 share these roles the only person who's basically never in charge is the joker yeah that's something i I was going to talk about this later but yeah the joker feels so ancillary like he he feels like a yes man that and um, he does, and that's so weird. But also, I really like the idea of a Joker who teams up with Penguin because flying umbrellas are hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, that is true. Like he's on this team because every plan everybody else comes up with tickles him so much. Like, like, like you guys are operating on a level of ridiculousness that I find it funny. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I enjoy that as well. That's interesting, having Joker kind of being reactionary like that, and it's not really true to the character of Joker as I understand him, but it's an interesting way to take that character. Especially, like, in a show that is kind of, in in its own way, aimed at children. To, yeah. To do it in a way that isn't uh, scarring for life, shall we say. Yeah. We, we, Which we, we will talk about that. later. I have so, opinions about <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're good. Like I know we're gonna talk about it. So yeah, we are. Uh, oh, something I do want to bring up. Why the why why does penguin quack? Do penguins quack? No, they kind of honk. Yeah, like that's what I thought too. I was like, penguins make more of a honking noise, but the penguin he has like this verbal tick where at the end of every sentence he he verbally says the word quack. Yeah. And it bothered me the whole movie okay, for no reason other than I know penguins don't make that noise. That's an interesting thing to bother you. But uh, I did actually want to touch on this, too. All the villains have these ticks. It's very clear to me that what they are doing isn't like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm a supervillain. They're doing this because this is how they are. Like, Catwoman keeps meowing when yeah. she's... In disguise as somebody who's not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, she keeps and she keeps like elongating her purrs. Yeah, like and the and, Riddler. They, I, I love the way they do the Riddler because it makes it very clear to me that he cannot help but give out these 
really big clues that, like, confirm that they're all on a team together. Or confirm that they have a nuclear... Well, they don't have a nuclear missile. They have, like, a pre-nuclear missile. But they have, like, missiles and shit. And I think that's really interesting. Because everybody else is like, why aren't you shooting at Batman? He's like, I'm writing a riddle in the sky! (laughs) Because I'm writing a riddle in the sky. Shoot at Batman. (laughs) And then then cut to two minutes later. Guys, I think I accidentally shot at Batman. Ugh. So, oh my god, that scene is great, but we can't talk about it yet. They come up with this plan, and it's my favorite plan ever because... Oh, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. I love this in every... Every Batman movie should have this plan in it. Because the plan is, they need to lure Batman into their death trap. Well, how are they going to do that? They're going to kidnap a big... Uh, Celebrity. A big person in Gotham, yeah. And, oh, who's the best person to kidnap? Well... This Wayne guy has these stupid charities. I something I something I want to mention is something that like is kind of a key point in both this movie and the next movie is that people don't know who Bruce Wayne is. He's just some guy who runs charities in this it seems movie. Like it seems like they know who Bruce Wayne is better in this movie. The fact that nobody fucking knows who Bruce Wayne is in the next movie pissed me off so much, and we can talk about it then. <laughs> but like they're like who's this Wayne guy and it's like this big mystery that his parents were murdered like that wasn't front page news well no but I mean but here's the thing right is like what the, the, the question that they posed to me we're not talking about this now but, we're, but I'm going we're to not. because I know I'm going to forget to talk about it later the question that it posed to me is is, is that maybe in this universe the, the Wayne family wasn't like billionaires they were just a doctor and Bruce Wayne, after this event, just dedicated his life to making money to fund this vendetta that he had against crime. Okay, here's the thing. One, I'm pretty sure it says that they were that they were rich and when they look at the paper. But two, way more importantly, then people would know who the fuck Bruce Wayne is. Like, there's never a talk about Wayne Enterprises. Why, why would they? Why would people know who Bruce Wayne is? Because Be- his name Be- is on the company. Like they are. Does Wayne Enter? Does Wayne, Wayne Enterprises exist? Because I didn't see it mentioned at all in the movie. That's my issue with it, though, because it's not mentioned at all in the movie. So how does he have this money? Did he inherit it? Because if he inherited it, then it should be bigger news Stocks. that his parents were dead. If he made it, then people should know who he is because there's this this maybe thirty year old guy, thirty something year old guy who got rich real quick, and that's also newsworthy like but he didn't get rich real quick like he dedicated his life to it maybe he did dedicate his life to it andy but in that case he probably would have gotten rich at like 19 because he's batman and that also would have been newsworthy like just we can talk about it later but the fact that nobody fucking knows who bruce wayne is in that movie pissed me off so much it didn't make any earthly sense i thought it was a nice touch i'm i got like i'm so tired of 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 bruce wayne being this like Everybody talks about him character. I don't need everybody to talk about him. I need, like, off the top of my head, I don't know who owns every company in the area. But if I was a reporter, I fucking should. Not every company in the area, but, like, he should be really easy to look into. It's not- but he's not. and that's But that's the thing, right, is he's not. And that is very interesting because why is this guy so mysterious? Like, this is a question that's being posed to the viewer. 
we can like, talk about like later. The... We'll talk about later and my other huge problems with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of problems with that movie as well, more than this one. It's like super misogynistic. It's not. That's not the God. Movie. I know. Oh, it's we'll so rough. Okay, it's not the point. This movie is actually like really good to it's this just one nice. woman character. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Like with the exception, I don't know. There was like a weird date night scene. Well, we're 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 getting to the date because the plan is the way they have to get Bruce Wayne is this sexy lady this soviet has, journalist has to um, <laughs> that's the thing she's still a soviet journalist um has to seduce him and then they will i don't know basically like roofie him and and uh and take him out of yeah. out of her apartment but i love a plan that revolves around kidnapping bruce wayne that is yeah the best plan because it's one, the best plan ever one the villains don't realize how incredibly bad a plan that is, or incredibly good a plan that is. And two, it means that Batman can't come save Bruce Wayne, which is always cool. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, and so, three, so... you know how in like the in the TV show we both grew up on, Batman would always be captured and nobody ever looked under his mask. Yes, that always bothered me. And this way. You can do that. You know, Batman can be captured and nobody looked under his mask because they don't realize... He's Batman. He's Batman, yeah. So they have this ingenious plan. At the same time, Batman and Robin uh, receive a th- uh, rece- uh, are kind of aware that the supervillains are plotting something, but they don't know what. Mm-hmm. So when Bruce Wayne... But they assume that uh, this entire plot is to uh, harm Miss Kitka in some way. Yes, because she has a, she has a, like a, a weird, yeah, like a riddle death threat or something. So uh, Bruce, Batman, Bruce could really use some situa- situational awareness because she does keep purring all, all the time, constantly. <laughs> also, but Kitka means cat. Like just it, throwing it that does. out there. It, it doesn't even like not mean cat for a second. It's just it's so great because he makes all these other logical leaps all the time. But he's so blinded by Miss Kitka. Um, by her beauty. And their plan is to have uh, Bruce go out with Miss Kitka. And so they'll, they'll be together and he can protect her. Meanwhile, Robin and Alfred are going to keep an eye Alfred, on who has who has a who domino, has, like, a domino mask, mask for this occasion. It's so great. It's Beautiful. so great. But Robin having to watch his dad chase some tail cannot be healthy. He like, is not... He is not okay with it. He feels like this is an invasion of privacy, even for justice. And, well, the other thing is, even if it wasn't, just, like, it's just, it's just gross. Anyway, they, they... <laughs> so, I have this note here that just says, Alfred's nasty. He because... <laughs> is. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> Robin's like, maybe we should turn off the sound. And Alfred's like, oh, I don't mind. Like, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. You horn dog. <laughs> so basically, Robin eventually does turn off the, the... The audiovisual feed. Yeah, because, like, they're back at her house now. And it's like, I don't know. Man, I don't want to watch my dad with this chick. And... <laughs> 
and you know what? I get it. And again, Alfred like makes him turn it on again later. But but um, in between, oh, it can't be helped, Mister Robin. Yes, it can be helped. But in in between, Batman and Miss Kitka are kidnapped uh, by the Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and their various thugs. Pirate and thugs. Bruce Wayne does not, for a second, pretend he's not Batman. He like, immediately goes on the offensive. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to punch out each and every one of these guys. It takes like four dudes to take him down. But they get him, and they get... And, 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 and they he ends up... Uh, tied up. Tied up. Bamboozled. So they take him back to their secret hideout. And their plan is that... With Bruce Wayne there, Batman will show up to save him. He'll unknowingly step on a spring that will launch him out into the sea into the arms of an exploding octopus. Mm-hmm. The perfect plan. Except for one fact, which we've touched upon, and that's that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And this other thing that happens, which is like, I think a random thug accidentally steps on the thing. and gets Yeah, and sh- gets launched. <laughs> he gets so, chucked. I guess that guy's just dead and exploded now. Ugh. I love that they dedicate, like, an entire scene. Like, it cuts to him flying through the air. It cuts to him landing in the water and then exploding. And for a second, I thought, did fucking Batman just die? (laughs) And then it cuts back, and he's still fighting. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that was just some random dude. Yes. So, um, there's an interesting scene with Bruce Wayne and Miss Kitka. And Miss Kitka goes back to being Catwoman. And I cannot exactly I, remember how Bruce just... Well, there, there's a point where one of the supervillains mentions, like, oh, it's been so long. Batman should have been here by now. Yeah. Like, like they know what his timetable is. And yeah, except, well, exactly. Like, you know, like they had the riddle. They, they, Everything was set up for them to fight Batman. And I can't remember. I don't have it in my notes. How he actually got out? Oh, oh, I do. He, um, he when he was talking to Miss Kitka, he mentioned that he had a uh, secret button on his left elbow that he could use to uh, escape. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, all rich people have this." And then when they when he gets back, um, they try to get it off him, and he's like, "Aha! I knew you'd be listening in, you scoundrels!" And then starts beating the hell out of him. Okay. And escapes. That's what Yes, and escapes. And then he, uh... Then the villains have to step up their game, because they still haven't gotten Batman yet. So they finally pull out this invention. And it's an invention for, like, making alcohol. (laughs) And, And they use, like, the dehydrator beam for making this alcohol to turn a bunch of their toughest thugs into dust. They will then rehydrate them and fight and and have them fight Batman as soon as uh, the Penguin uses his awesome plan to get into the Batcave. And my favorite line in this movie is here. Mm -hmm. He asks Catwoman to, like, sweep up the the, uh, thugs into, like, test tubes so he can carry them. And he goes, careful, careful, every one of them has a mother. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I love that. <laughs> and that actually, like, makes it kind of worse when Batman kills all of them. 
Well, he doesn't kill all of them necessarily. No, it wasn't his fault. So what happened right. is that apparently, um, one when, when, so okay, penguin dresses up as and this I need to kind of make a quick correction here. The Irish cop, the Irish uh, cop is is Chief O'Hara, and Commodore Schmidlap was the boat captain who with the great adventure. Right, right. Well, I gotta say this before we end up at the, at where Penguin is because I made a special note of this. I handle every slightly nerve-inducing situation the way Batman handles a bomb. Because <laughs> <laughs> he grabs this bomb, and he goes to like the the uh, rough neighborhood where he's pretty sure the villains are hanging out. Finds a bomb. I can't remember. I I think they used to be there and they booked it. Yeah, they booked and it into they, the submarine. They set the place to explode. So he grabs the bomb, and it's it's like a big old cartoon bomb. You know what I'm talking about. There's a fuse going down. And he's running every which way on this boardwalk. And he's, like, about to throw the bomb, and there's, like, a kid. So he runs the other direction. He's about to throw a bomb. There's, there's like, a, a police nuns. officer parade. And he's, he's running. He's about to throw a bomb. There's nuns. He runs into nuns, like, twice. This. <laughs> He runs into everybody like twice. And yes. then it's a really long scene. It goes on a bit too long, but it's all it culminated by the fact that he just stops and goes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. It's a really good scene that does go a little bit too long. And he, he, you know, he throws a bomb and blows up. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Luckily, he was protected by these steel beams. <laughs> yes. Uh, here's the thing. Penguin shows up in his disguise as the Admiral. Is he an Admiral? Yeah, he is a Commodore. Commodore. As the Commodore. They immediately know it's Penguin. They can immediately recognize Penguin, but not Catwoman. I write. That's that was super weird to me, but they they know immediately maybe it's because he still has an umbrella. <laughs> True, maybe that's it. They know they take him Penguin, ex- but they're still like, you know, why don't we take you to the bat cave so you can really prove who you are with our uh i don't know where they have like a dna thing it's just it's an eye scanner okay and i with the eye scanner and so he's like, yeah i can do that and so they roof him um which feels less weird when they do it to him than when batman does it later to his date <sighs> this, this is not the same movie i'm sorry I just, I got so mad about that. I got so mad about every no, fucking No, trust scene. me. Trust me. I know. Uh, we'll talk about, okay. So then, 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 they fucking let Penguin do his thing. He rehydrates five mooks. They all go after Batman and Robin, and as soon as they are touched, just poof, they, they're gone. They disappear. And this was because of hard water. Which is funny to me because I know that the Flash got his powers from hard water. So clearly this was at a time when hard water was still, like, weird and mysterious. <laughs> Instead of, like, water with some extra minerals in it. Yeah. <laughs> they they basically tell the Penguin they believe in. That he is who he says he is. And that he was And they set up this plan. And they set up this plan for him to steal their Batmobile. Yeah. To steal the Batmobile. Which they can then track down. Which, I mean, that's pretty smart. They are in an age where a GPS signal is, like, super tiny yet, so that makes sense. So, Penguin steals the Batmobile, he'll show up later. 
Riddler is physically unable to not send Batman more clues. But again, his riddles are just... Insane. What? I don't... How do you remember this riddle? But I know it was crazy. Anyway. So, at this point, we figure out the supervillain's plan. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is that the uh, United World Organization's Security Council is meeting to uh, discuss peace truces and that they are going to kidnap all of them. Yes. I have it on good authority that this is actually some intelligent political commentary of the time. These, these like, nine people yelling in this room. But yeah. I just sort of vaguely wondered when I saw it how racist they were being. Hmm. That was where I was at. All these people are shouting and yelling, and um, they're supposed to be—they're supposed to get to some peace. But all they ever say is like, "Gentlemen, we need peace," and uh, they all get shot by the dehydrating laser and kidnapped. Oh wait, wait. So before this, though, mm-hmm. um, when Batman and Robin are chasing the Penguin, uh, the Riddler's uh, riddles that he fires off with his missiles. Mm-hmm accidentally hit the Batcopter and they crash land on a pile of, of uh, disused rubber oh, at a rubber right. festival. That, that does happen. And they have to run all the way to the, not the UN, but the UN to stop these guys. So the, all these big important men are kidnapped. Batman and Robin show up. They say if they try anything, they'll kill Miss Kitka, which is nice. That's a good move. I liked that. <laughs> that was a good, yeah, that was a good, smart thing to do. Uh, so then they stop and they they start to go after, but they're already on the elevator. And so now they have to follow them to the submarine, which is like their last haven. Haven, yeah, because they had they had their their hideout by the docks, and they had the submarine, and their hideout's compromised. Now they only have the submarine. They're gonna send all these um, they send all these um words ransoms ransom messages i guess not notes probably they do send notes don't they they send notes with some kind of bird that penguin provides so that all the money can be flown to them yep and they 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 stress to the riddler to just be to just write normal notes this time yes. <laughs> Uh, so they do that, and so now the whole world is watching Gotham because all these leaders have been, uh... Kidnapped. Kidnapped. So Batman and Robin go, and they come up with this ingenious idea to get the submarine to surface, and it is by firing charges at it. Here's the thing. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but... No. Their their thought was, but we can't hurt the people in the submarine. Why don't we shoot the submarine? And... I mean, it kind of, kind of works, but they were pretty close to fucking up all that sand. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> cue, cue the longest fist fight I have seen in any movie. Here's the thing, though. 90 minutes into this movie, and we get our first pow. Right? It took a long time. And people are being knocked off of the submarine and climbing back onto the submarine. And being knocked back off the submarine. Everybody gets, like, a one-on-one with either Batman or Robin. And then everybody's in the water. Yes. <laughs> including the in- cat. Including the cat, but not... No, not the cat. Because Batman specifically tosses the cat into a raft. We forgot to mention this cat that, like, maybe has superpowers, too? 
Maybe I don't like a Catwoman tells it to sniff out the weak point of a door at one point, and it does. And it does, and like she keeps like threatening people with it, like this cat is gonna kill them, and yeah, they Hikate. seem they act like maybe it will. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. But Batman ends up with the cat and like throws on a life raft, like I gotta get this cat out of here, because Batman cares about innocent animals, and <laughs> I appreciate that in my super. Yeah, seriously. So then we get our first pow, and this whole big, big fight scene, which It's is, really big. It's... It must have been very expensive. It must have been very expensive. It's, it is too long, but on the other hand, it also feels... I know this is such a goofy movie, but it feels like one of the most real fight scenes I've seen in a movie. There's all this stumbling and falling over stuff, and, like, some stuff is obviously faked. We're like, oh, he's supposed to fall into the water, and he, like, jumps into jumps the water. In. Yeah, but it still felt... Like, like compelling, despite the yeah. fact that it was obviously like a '60s movie where like punches were obviously not connecting. And you know what? I think that actually might be part of it because now we have ways of making it look like punches connect, even though they haven't. And I think the fact that there's even just this follow through of like, yeah, the punch didn't connect, but it looked like a real punch, actually makes it feel a little bit more visceral grounded yeah a little more real and so there's this fight scene that's like yeah like 15 minutes it's It's really long it's a really long fight scene and at the end of it they find out they find out that catwoman is miss kitka when they chase her back into the um submarine and there's this genuinely until shocking here's the thing until i watched the michael keaton version i did not think oh this is like a really good Batman being sad about a woman thing, but it like super was. <laughs> it super was, and also I kind of realized at this point, like, oh wow, like Adam West is a really good actor, and they yeah. really didn't let him act in a lot of these in a lot of this movie. But like, like they, they like the, this over the topness. He could also do like subtle face and voice, and, and that's the great thing about this scene where Batman has to be subtle about how sad he is that Miss Kitka is Catwoman because she doesn't know that Batman ever is knew Bruce Miss Wayne. Kitka. Yeah. You know? And that was that was great. And looking back at it, I again I didn't I didn't appreciate it when I first watched it, but looking back at it, that was a really good It's a good moment. Yeah. But then the kidnapped man dooms nine world leaders. <laughs> He's like, oh, are we at party? She knocks over the thing. The sand goes everywhere. And and Bat- and it, we cut to Batman and Robin in the Batcave, desperately trying to separate these men. Robin may suggest that some races are better than others. Yes. <laughs> he 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 makes this idea that maybe he that maybe him and Batman should can, can improve uh, these world leaders and make them better people. And Batman immediately is like, no. Nah, we're fuck we're off with that shit. That. Do you remember um, what happened to those to those to those supervillains who accidentally popped out of existence, Robin? <laughs> we don't want to do that. We'll have murder and blood on our hands. Yeah, and actually, Batman does make it clear those guys are dead. Those, They'll never they, come back. They died, and um, it's interesting because I kind of didn't expect those kind of stakes to be in this movie. Like, I knew the whole time that none of the big characters were going to die, but I was genuinely surprised that little characters were dying. Batman 
doesn't kill anyone in these movies. Mm. In this movie. I don't know, you did say these movies, which isn't true. Yeah, oh uh, this movie specifically. And that is very important to me. Like, all of the mooks that die, like, that is not Batman's fault. Batman could not have known that right. touching these villains would pop them out of existence. Batman could not know that by, like, dodging this one villain's punch and having him step onto this, like, present that it would launch him into the arms of an exploding octopus. Exactly, yeah. And he, and he does feel genuinely bad about the mooks that disappeared out of existence, like... That's, that's another moment of, like, interesting, subtle acting between, um... Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah, and... The funny thing is, it's like their emotions are subtle about it, but they're not subtle about like what happened because that's again, you're right. It's targeted towards kids, so they have to be upfront about everything. You know, they have to be. Um, I don't want to say exactly two dimensional, but transparent about everything. I want to say earnest. They want to be earnest. Yes. So they get these world leaders back. Here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I understand Batman's super good at a lot of stuff. I'm not sure he's the best person to literally be sorting sand. Right, the, the, <laughs> the, the idea, right, in this universe is that Batman is not only world's greatest detective, he's world's greatest everything. Everything. Yeah, he's and, everything. And I believe it um, in this universe where, like, everybody else seems so... Not incompetent, but just so caught up in themselves. Hmm. I believe that was actually... Especially when they talk to, like, the president that was part of the political message of this movie. is that, like, all, yeah. these, all, these world le- all these leaders are too caught up in themselves. And really, it should be about helping people. So, Batman fucks up. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know that yet. So, Batman uh, believes he has successfully separated the powder, but they won't know until they rehydrate all of these men. Mm-hmm. So, they go back to the Security Council building and they connect a hose to a pipe and turn on the faucet... And they and do wait. it like they do it so reverently, and it's a garden hose. It's literally and, a garden hose painted gray. Oh, it was so it was so funny to me. So and they, they wait, <laughs> and they wait, and the security council's back, and it all everything looks like it went well. Batman and Robin have saved the day again. Now hold those applause, Andy. Oh, what? Sorry. I didn't know. Because the Security Council are all speaking in different languages than their normal tongues. So, (laughs) that's right. Robin, look at this. Everybody is watching it stunned. By the way, the Security Council does not realize that they have been dehydrated and rehydrated or that there are like 15 other people in the room now. Yeah, they're just dedicated to peace at all costs. Everybody, so everybody's watching this like in stunned silence, and Batman basically chalks it up as a win. It's like, you know what, Robin? Maybe this is actually good for the world. Good for the world. And then, like, sneaks out the window. Yep, they both just <laughs> climb out the window and go home. <laughs> and that's it. That's the movie. That's it. That's and the whole the thing. And this movie was... It was a fun movie. There was a lot of stuff that I really liked about it. It was way yeah. too long. It is way too long. That being said, I want to say that this is the second best Batman movie I've ever seen. Definitely the best live action one. Uh, so is your best Batman movie Lego Batman? No, actually. 
Okay, I thought that you had said that at one point, but I was trying to make sure. So, what's your best it, Batman movie then? Uh, I believe it. I think it's uh, Batman Sub Zero. It's the movie about uh, uh, Doctor Freeze. I don't think I've seen that one. The cart, the animated film. It's really good. I'll have to, I'll have to look out for it. But yeah, this is a really good version of Batman, and it's, and it's something I think newer Batman movies have been trying to get away from to the point where you end up with Batman v Superman. Or fuck, or fuck, even Tim Burton's Batman, which, like, leans into the darkness too much. Yeah. And, God, but there are so many other problems with Tim Burton's Batman. So I genuinely I, did not expect this that movie to be so fucking problematic. I, thing, I, after watching thing, it, my consensus was I wish I hadn't. Yeah, but the thing about Batman 66 is it's a fun movie... Batman exists in a world where you believe him to exist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's no point in which Batman does an action or the world does an action that makes the two contradict each other. Yeah, and like I said, there are real stakes in the movie, even though it's it's like a kid's movie, and it makes it feel like you can face real stakes while still being goofy, and I kind of like that. It's just a, It's just a good version of batman and i think i would like if i sat down and watch a tv show i'd like a tv show i think that this movie is too damn long yeah um, this movie is the, the this movie's only problem probably, is length this tv show's probably pretty tight hmm. i'm contemplating changing venues because i feel like for this next movie i really want to yell and i can't do that at a library so what most people consider to be the first official batman movie um batman directed and Huh? Sorry. No, I shouldn't have said that. This is just going to throw you off. I said Batman 66. <laughs> God, I wish. But what? what's, yeah, like, what? what's most, oh, God, you ru- you threw off my whole vibe. I know, I was, I'm I sorry. Like, I was in a place. I know. I was there. I, it's gone. I, Let look, me start over. I understand what I did. We'll fix it in post. So, well, fuck it, we're doing it live. Keep so, directed it. by Tim Burton, written by Sam Hamm and Warren Scarin, which... Let's take a moment. I mean, this movie was written by Sam Hamm and Warren Scarin. I mean, they sound like Batman villains. They sound like Batman villains, like straight up in a way that is baffling to me. Yeah. The special, they got some extra help from Enigma. Yeah. It's, I don't know who else has goofy names like that, actually. (laughs) Right. Uh, Peter Parker. But anyway, after, after the success of uh, Beetlejuice, Tim Burton was approached by Warner Brothers, uh, who had exclusive rights to the Batman property, mm-hmm. to direct a movie that had uh, a dark tone. That they, they hired Tim Burton specifically because they knew Tim Burton could hit a tone and a style that they wanted. And Tim Burton really threw himself into building this universe. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of kind of weird requests but for the most part this was tim burton's baby project like he he was pretty much given near executive control okay but part part of the way through this film the budget of the film jumped from uh 30 million to about 48 million because there was because of the 1988 writers guild strike so the original draft was rewritten uh, after John Hamm dropped out for the strike by Warren Scarin. Hmm. Um, 
And then there was also additional rewriting done by two other writers who are uncredited. This is like the fucking Batman movie. This is the Batman movie that like, like made Batman big again. Um, after, uh, after, uh, Alan Moore's successful comic, the killing joke and Frank Miller's the dark Knight returns like Batman was a hot property and Warner brothers had the rights. This movie made 400 million fucking dollars, like with a budget of like, of, with an estimated budget of about 48 million. I was going to say, that about is, a tenth of that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like a 100% profit increase. That you don't see that really anymore. Even with modern day superheroes. Nope. A 100% hmm? profit increase. Wouldn't that only be One, like 96 million? Listen, Tony. I'm a math that's, major. That's I'm not... That's why I'm asking. I'm not. Like, I'm you're not, the math I'm guy. Not, let, no, Tony, Tony, let okay, me finish. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, not, I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, sorry, yeah. Like, no, but, like, whatever. Like, this movie, this movie, on top of making a fuck ton of money, had a pretty small budget. Um, and, that, and like, like, even today, like, let's, I want to, I'm going to take a modern example. Let's look at fucking Batman Begins. Okay. Let's do it. The uh, the next big Batman movie that we're not going to talk about, but we're also kind of going to talk about. Also to the listeners, if if I sound different for any reason, it's because a, a change of location has happened. It's because his brain has been eaten, and now I'm talking to an intelligent slug in his brain. So, Batman Begins had a budget of $150 million. Mm-hmm. And it made a total of $200 million. Oof. Wow. Uh, opening, I believe, yeah, total. Uh, that is not a good... Um, that year. That is, well, okay, total. that... I mean, that's no. good. That's that's making let's, a lot of money, but... Yeah, let's be fair. That is an scale. insane amount of money. But yeah, right. but that's the thing, right, is the, the scale of, of superhero movies since this Batman movie came out mm. uh, has changed drastically. Um, like, movies are made on such a big budget that making a profit at this margin is insane. This movie inspired a lot of other, pretty much every other Batman thing to exist borrowed something from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about that. So, my first my first my note head. here is talk about tonal whiplash, which I think still fits in this podcast because we were just talking about the Adam West version and this one is yeah, immediately seriously. darker and we've already talked so much about how it's misogynistic and that's gonna be the rest of the podcast yeah seriously so, like like the, the fact that we watched this movie I, I, I think halfway into watching this movie when like one specific scene happened I was like I was sitting here like of all the times <laughs> if I had known if I had known how misogynistic and poorly treated the women characters in this movie would have been, <laughs> I would not have picked it. This is a bad time. Yeah, if I had but known, it's topical. But now I know. But, so, I wrote down, it's 2017 and I'm sick of watching Batman's parents side. But it wasn't them. These people with a kid come out of a theater and it's, yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to think it's his parents or if it's just like I think you a send up. But they get robbed. The robbers get away. There's an American Express plug that's not terrible. Yeah, it's 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 all right because of how the 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 mook in particular like holds up the card. Yeah, it's... and he's just like bleh, 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 like I, and then he throws it away like it's fucking useless. Batman shows up, gets shot, 
falls over because gunshots fucking hurt and you can't just march through them, asshole. Um, yeah. yeah, you can't just fucking walk at a guy. And then comes back up, which is actually, again, much scarier. Right? Like, the idea of, like, oh, we killed this guy, let's go. Oh, fuck, no, we didn't. Yeah. Let's go. And he basically does this, like, scared straight thing with these robbers. He doesn't tie him up to be arrested or something. He just, like, spooks him into maybe not robbing somebody again. Which I thought was well, they do, an interesting they do get They do get arrested, though. The police show up and find these two guys that are, like, scared out of their fucking minds. They do. And he, the, the police do he, show up. There, there is a moment in this film that is uh, kind of parodied in Batman Begins, mm. uh, where Batman's holding this this like mook over the edge of a roof, and he, and the and the guy's like, "Don't drop me, don't drop me," and he's like, "I'm not gonna drop you. Just tell everybody who I am." Right. And then he just throws the guy back on the roof and leaves. And in Batman Begins, he just drops the guy, and the like guy like breaks his fucking legs, and that's super fucked up even for Batman. Yeah, but Batman fucking does that later in this movie. Right? But that's the thing, right? Is like, is like, I thought that was cool, and then later in the movie I was like, oh. Oh, well, no, he just does it anyway. So, you can't have your, yeah, you can't have your fucking cake and eat it too, Batman. We're, we're, um, briefly introduced to Harvey Dent, who will come back a little bit later. And I just need to make Har- a note here that I'm kind of worried that he'll betray the rebellion to the Empire. <laughs> Billy D. fucking Williams plays Harvey Dent, which is a, which is super weird because I remembered as a kid in the I think it's the third movie or the second movie. Hmm. I think it's the second movie. I don't remember. I think but there are only there, two. It, no, no, there's four. In this series? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got Batman, Batman Returns, uh, Batman and Robin. I didn't realize and, I was supposed to do the same. Uh, Batman, Batman Forever. Now, two of t- two of them were directed by uh, Tim Burton, and the other two were directed by the other guy. Well, but Batman uh, isn't Batman and Robin George Clooney. Yeah, Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Batman Forever is Val Kilmer. Okay, and so they changed Batman Batmans, and... but they're still supposed to be part of this yeah. series. Yes, that's exactly it. So that's they weird, they changed directors and tone. I've and, seen uh, parts of Batman and Robin. It it does not match up with this. Yeah, th- so if you watch Batman Returns, mm-hmm. which we talked about, like, Tim Burton basically made a Batman horror movie. Yeah. And then in Batman Forever, when they brought on the new director, they, went they like, the they kind of started turning back. They, they turned the dial back toward camp yeah. in, a, in a way that actually is kind of nice. And then in Batman and Robin, they, like, turn it to camp <laughs> to the point where it feels excessive even for the it's, 60s. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Movie. Um, okay. You're talking about, um, I, 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 yeah, I, so Billy D. Williams Billy is in this D. fucking movie, She's but here's the crazy thing is I know for a fact in a later movie that Harvey Dent, the Two-Face, is played by, uh, the guy from, Me- the white guy from Men in Black, the old white guy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. which, so at some point, Billy D. Williams becomes the old white guy from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember it being a big deal. I think, um... Billy D was Two Face in the Lego Movie. Yes, he was. Yeah, and like Two Face in the Lego Movie is is black. And I remember it being kind of a big deal that like I I guess he was always supposed to play Two Face, and then all this weird director shifting happened, and he just yep. he just didn't. 
Because, of course, he's supposed to play Two-Face. You don't keep Harvey Dent as Harvey Dent. That doesn't make I, sense. I really do like the fact that, like, like I really wish they could have had an established Harvey Dent in Batman Begins to yeah, to have in the second movie. That would have made the second movie much more effective. And that's, like, another thing, right, that, in, that this movie does that is echoed in um, Christopher Nolan's Batman series is, like, the the setup for Batman's relationship with the police mm-hmm. that he like he's operating outside the law and for a long time in this movie uh Harvey Dent and the mayor deny his existence completely yeah. which sort of brings me to the next scene where we meet not Bullock I thought it was Bullock because Bullock oh, is the... the Batman cop that I know and this guy as I looked him up he's not a character in anything else so i think he's based on bullock but they wanted to be able to kill him yeah uh and here's the thing i like this guy i was like oh I'm... grissom huh no i don't think so i think i get a doesn't matter it doesn't I'll, matter I'll he, it. he 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 survives like 15 minutes so this guy he's on the he's on the pay for the big mobster guy who's all whose name i also can't remember um, uh, Gr- uh, Grissom is the mobster guy, and the guy that dies, I think, is Lieutenant Eckhart. Yeah, Eckhart. That's him. Not Bullock, but he's Bullock. If you have yeah, seen it's the, the cartoon same guy. or read any of the comics, it's he's the yeah it's he's the corrupt cop that works directly under Commissioner Gordon. Right. And yeah, I think what it was is that Bullock was eventually rewritten to be like bumbling instead of corrupt, and then they didn't yeah. want that. So this guy, he's. He he's on the take, and he's gonna he, he, he'll he'll come up later. He he has this big conversation with Jack Nicholson, where or, sorry, Jack Nap- Napier. <laughs> that that's not confusing. Wait, We're just gonna call him Jack Nicholson because he is, he's is ja- his name Jack in the yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. His name's Jack Napier. Hmm. So he has this um, big conversation with Jack Nicholson, um, and. He makes it clear that, like, he doesn't think this guy's climbing the ladder, and this guy thinks that he is climbing the ladder. Like, he... They both know that he is eventually planning on taking out this the mob boss that they both work for and taking his job. Yeah. That's sort of where we, where we start with that. So, then we cut to um, a reporter um, at some newspaper. I don't think the newspaper's ever named... I don't know, Gotham Gazette? I think it's just, can give yeah, like name. the Gotham Times or something, whatever. Uh, we meet this uh, reporter, Alexander Knox, who the movie tries to play as being this lovable buffoon, but in the beginning is just kind of an asshole. He's, here's the thing. I have a lot of opinions about this guy. Okay, one. Robert Wolf looks way too much like Michael Keaton, and it really bothers me. <laughs> um, I, I don't think so, but I can see what your point, yeah. Well, they both have that kind of like Jufro thing going on. Yeah, and they also both have kind of like a small, ch- like a small jaw. Yeah. Um. I I know exactly what you mean. I I don't have the greatest time with faces, and that wasn't that didn't yeah. thrill me when that happened. Um. But the other thing is, like at first I was kind of compelled by his story, which is like, oh, he wants to find out about Batman, but he doesn't do anything about finding out about Batman. This is told from. Vicky Vale's point of view, she finds out about Batman, 
And his sole purpose is to sort of like remind Vicky that she has a job. He doesn't need to be in this movie. Not not even not even that, but like sometimes his sole purpose is to just remind the audience that Vicky Vale is a woman doing a man's job. I and know, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. Because other than that, like every time he has like 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 the first time he meets Vicky Vale, I think he says something like, Ooh, legs. I'm just like, What the fuck? Yeah. Dude. Like you're an adult at a at an office job. You don't fucking say that shit. But here's yeah, here's the thing about him is he really nailed it to me that this whole movie, even though it's from the point of view of Vicky Vale, every part of her life is symbolized by the men who by the look shitty at her men. and want something from her. Each of them wants something specific from her and and she can't she doesn't she never tries to get away from that. It's about like picking what she who gets what they want from her and it's it's disgusting it's straight up gross it's straight up gross and it taints the whole fucking movie yeah now well it's like bruce wayne wants to get with her right alfred wants her to sort of normalize bruce the joker also wants to get with her for reasons that are unknown, he seems to think she's super hot, but she like looks like every other woman. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna downplay that this woman is beautiful. She's you know, she's an actress and she's talented and all this junk. And Vicky Vale is is like a an interesting character in other media. But, yeah, and But like Joker like looks at her and says, Oh yeah, she's straightened up. I'm gonna bone Vicky Vale and I didn't get that. Like, how do you just look at a picture of a woman and be like, yeah, this is my new conquest. That was weird. And then, and this, this, this reporter dude just wants her to take pictures of his story, his story, which he doesn't end up writing. Like she does all the legwork. And if there was like a scene where, okay. Cause when they're both in, when they're both just looking around Wayne Manor, they actually have this rapport. Yeah, like, a good chemistry is set up between these two characters where they're both, like, making fun of how, like, overly ostentatious Bruce Wayne's mansion is. But then, that's never revisited. Not only that, but Vicky Vale's character changes after that moment when she meets Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and, well, it's set up like these two are supposed to be partners, and so there's this, there's this, like, shift between like her caring about her partner her caring about bruce wayne except it never really feels like they're partners they've known each other for like a day yeah Um, this movie has a serious like time problem of like how much time is passing because like because it feels like the plot of this movie takes place over like a week but i I would love from i would love if like there was a scene where this reporter guy was like in trouble and called vicky right that would that would make his whole character mean more to me. There's there's a similar problem in the in the later Batman movies with another with another smaller character who's friends with Batman's not reporter girlfriend, okay, or lawyer girlfriend, uh, who who is just offed off camera, and then his his like he like his death is like mentioned in a sentence later, and then he's ignored. But at they the beginning fucking... of the movie, they set him up to be like a possible love interest. They fucking do that in this movie. Uh, they do something similar in this movie that fucking pisses me off and we'll get to it. One thing I do like about this movie is mm-hmm. how fucking long it takes for them to finally say, 
so Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yes. I really like that. I, because... I, I like that a lot. I like that there's this whole mystery about who Batman is. And it, it you're like halfway through the movie before we get like a Batman scene. Yeah. Or before we get like a, before we get, we get halfway through the movie before Batman says anything mm-hmm. like really like concrete other than just I'm Batman. I'm Batman. That was a really bad, like that was <laughs> like an old person. I'm Alfred as Batman. You think he's done that? He's definitely done that. Oh gosh, we know he's done that. We've both watched the animated series. I forget. I forget that episode. it doesn't matter. I remember <laughs> how in, I remember how in Static Shock he told I can't remember Static. I can't remember his real name. He's, yeah, no. he, he told Static that he was Batman. He's like, no, and then he does that again to Barbara Gordon, and yep. she's like, no. no. He's like, Why does that never work? <laughs> what is it about me that tells people I'm not Batman? Um, well, maybe maybe it's because you're old and not buff. I guess you found our secret. I am Batman. <laughs> God, I would have I would have loved. Uh, 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 who's the actor who plays uh, Alfred in this? Uh, Michael Gaw. If he him? had said that, I think it's. I don't know if it's pronounced Michael Gaw or Michael Go. I like Michael Go because it sounds like an order. Yeah, Michael Go had he the as Michael Go who plays Alfred in this movie had he at some point said, "I'm Batman," it would have been amazing because yeah. he is so old. Like <laughs> even compared to all of the other Alfreds, like this this actor is visibly like a bit too old to still be somebody's mm-hmm. butler. So there's this party. Vicky Vale meets Bruce Wayne. There's this again. Everything interesting that might happen with Vicky Vale's partner kind of doesn't. Where he, like, makes this joke to Bruce Wayne about, hey, give me a grant. And Bruce Wayne says to Alfred, give him a grant. And again, never comes up. It never comes up, right? Like, you would, it would be really great if, like, there was a scene where you could at least see him, like, be kind of just like, like, I got, I can work. I can do my job now. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about my next paycheck. I thought that was going to, I thought he was going to investigate Batman better now. And he just disappears. Doesn't. He's just gone for most of the movie. He Uh, only, like, again, he only shows up. To remind Vicky Vale to do her job that he's not doing and that she's a woman in a man's field. And it no, sucks. He also does one other thing. He... Oh, that's right. At the end of the movie in the climax, right? No. I mean, yes. But I was going to say the other thing he does when he, whenever he sees Vicky Vale is tells her to break up with Bruce Wayne and get with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. And this is all, it's veiled, but not veiled enough. It's... Yeah, it's it could have it could have been played a lot more as a we're friends thing if these two got a chance to actually be friends in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's just that they don't. There's no time. There's for for all of the time this movie uh, wastes. It's because they could have spent it like with more character establishing moments because the movie has some pretty genuinely good character moments. Oh, it does. Yeah. But it's nowhere near enough, and they're balanced. They're, like, unbalanced by all of this crazy... Bullshit. Bullshit. Basically, Vicky Vale is putting up with sexual harassment 24-7. All the time. Get that out of the way. Vicky Vale is never not being sexually harassed in this movie. It is insane. It's really bad. It's awful. Fuck this movie. And, like, if just the Joker did it, I would kind of get it. Like, ooh, he's he's the bad guy. Right, yeah. look, Look what he's doing to this woman. But her friend does it. Her Batman does it. does it. Fucking Batman. Do- Come on. Come on. Ugh. <sighs> anyway. So there's a... I'm, I'm going to jump ahead to the um, 
No, before you do, let me quickly set up, like, the plot of this movie. So the plot of this movie is that Gotham City is about to have its bicentennial festival. Uh, The mayor wants uh, new district attorney Harvey Dent and the police commissioner uh, Gordon to get get the crime down enough that people feel safe coming to this uh, festival. He feels that if they can get this festival to go off without a hitch, then... Like businesses will come back to Gotham City, right? Like, like this is his big chance as mayor to do something good, right? Um, but it also feels like, like maybe he's being like, like maybe he's actually in this more for the money. But at the end of the day, he's trying to do something good, even if it's for the wrong intentions. Right. Now, the the counterpoint to all of this is the the city's criminals are all being run by this like uh, this like series of mob bosses who are headed by uh, Grissom who's this old man and under him is a lieutenant called Jack Napier. Um, keep an eye on him. He's going places, not college, but places. Right. He's wearing, you know, he, but let me tell you about this Napier guy. One, he's bone in Grissom's, I don't know, wife, girlfriend. Yeah. He, uh, daughter. No, mistress, mistress, mistress. I thought it was his daughter for some reason. No, he just has a younger girlfriend Two. He wears a lot of purple suits. Yeah, he's a, he really likes the color. Three, he does card tricks. Now, here's the fucking thing. Joker never does card tricks, but whatever. Well, I mean, like... He doesn't, he doesn't sure. do card tricks as the Joker, which... God. Yeah, that's that's the problem, right? Like, if you're going to have this gimmick... He should go all in with gimmick. this gimmick. But, but he drops this gimmick in favor for, like, a million other gimmicks that he goes through like it's a fucking parade. Yeah, that's the thing. Joker's gimmicks are still pretty fucking good uh, in this movie. Um, they are pretty great. I just wish he would commit to, like, an aesthetic tone. But he, he seems to try to find... He seems to be finding himself as a criminal. Yeah. But so that's what you need to know about the setup to this movie, I think. Yeah, so... Oh, no. Well, there's one more thing. Oh. Uh, Jack gets betrayed by Grisham. That's right. Uh, because Grisham knows uh, about the, about his little affair. And so he's going to have him offed by the police. Specifically by Not Bullock, whose name I already forgot again. Oh, fuck. But he's going to lead the task force. Eckhart. That, that, sorry? Eckhart. Eckhart. But he's going to lead the task force that kills, that kills Napier. Now, so that they can be out of the way. Before this could go down completely, uh, another police officer uh, tells Commissioner Gordon that all of this is going down. Right. And this he goes off to investigate. Yeah, and that's, that happens at Bruce Wayne's party. So Bruce Wayne that's right. about it, too. So Bruce Wayne decides to also kind of vacate the premises, so as it were. But he also, like, takes a brief moment to kind of sort of spy on Vicky Vale and her friend. Yeah, he does. Like he's supposed like, to be he, like, leaving. Um, I I will say this. Uh, something I like about uh, oh, well, so, he so, does that. He like looks at her and then goes over to the commissioner to like find out what was said to him, though. Yeah, so exactly. It, it makes so, sense in context. It's just like if that was the only weird thing that happened between him and Vicky Vale, it'd be fine. But it's, it's not. not. I, I will say something about this movie is uh, so Michael Keaton is playing Bruce Wayne in Batman, and I think Michael Keaton is a very good Michael Keaton is a very good Bruce Wayne in this movie because he looks like the kind of guy you would forget. <laughs> like he's a generic looking guy. I got mixed up with that reporter guy. So yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, like so so like like the the fact that in this universe like Bruce Wayne is a person that people are like who the fuck is this guy? He's like 
like not necessarily that they don't know who Bruce Wayne is, just that they don't know who he is as a person. Yeah. Makes sense because he doesn't look anything special. He's not like a six foot four monster who ate Batman, like Ben Affleck is, or a weird, creepy, angular British man like Christian Bale. Right, with the stupidest Batman voice. Um, <sighs> or um Where's Horatio? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you, Tony. I'm charmed by Christian Bell's performance as Batman. That is too bad. Uh, if only because I think, like I, everybody else, I really loved his Batman until I realized I hated it. I I think I think, I, I think me I, and a lot I, of other people are similar in that. I think I dis I disliked him initially, and over time grew to enjoy his performance. Okay. And I think I think I can say uh, sort of the same about Michael Keaton's performance. He's He's not great, but I feel like a lot of my problems with him come from the script. Oh, it's yeah, it's a bad like, script. It is, it is not favorable, especially like now. So, right, so, um, we go to the Ace, uh, not Ace, sorry, Axis Chemicals. Is it Axis? I thought it was Ace Chemicals. Yeah, Axis right. Chemicals? Fucking so many weird things are changed in this movie for no reason. So not Bullock. Eckhart. Eckhart. He tells he tells all his cops to kill you know, these mobsters. Um Shoot to kill. Yes. And then um Oh my god, I can't remember his name now. Commissioner Gordon. Name. Yeah, Gordon shows up and he says, We're not killing them. Take him alive. He has information on Grisham. So then then Eckhart sneaks away. Like oh, shit, I I was nobody else is gonna do it. Because I, I will of, say I really well, like this Commissioner Gordon. Here's what I don't like about this Commissioner Gordon. After this scene, he's gone until the end of the movie. Yeah, but like was really the scenes he weird is me. in, the scenes he is in, are are really good. Uh, the the actor playing him is giving a pretty great performance. Like for as little as on screen as he is, I think that when this, I think like like a lot of characters that like Commissioner Gordon's importance as a person in the Batman uh canon was just being a thing like like he he'd always been like the guy batman talks to on the police force but i think until the killing joke which had just come out the idea oh, that batman and commissioner gordon okay. are like best friends Maybe he wasn't and are considered both to be yeah all right yeah i think i think that the this movie series in particular really downplays how important commissioner gordon is as a, a whole that here's, being said, this guy does a pretty good job. Here's I like the him. thing. When I first saw this, when I was first watching this, I assumed there would be a scene between him and, like, Eckhart in a hospital bed. But Eckhart just dies, and it's he's never mentioned again, which is kind of annoying to me. Mostly because I actually enjoyed his performance. <laughs> oh, yeah. he that The guy playing Eckhart is great. He hams it up pretty good. Yeah. He, he does a really good, like, one really good like stereotypical detective in a noir yeah. type thing and to his like just his being a corrupt cop is really good i i enjoyed i enjoyed his performance um he also but, just had a good voice i think for the role yeah but like he was like raspy there's this big shootout and batman really fucks this whole thing up six ways to sunday yeah, he, he, like, walks around and is, like, being all cool and intimidating, like, punching guys without looking at them and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So he goes to he goes to grab Jack. Yeah. Jack's right hand man Bill right. tells Batman to let Jack go or that he'll shoot the commissioner. Yes. And so he does and then Batman goes to get the upper hand again, but Jack has but, but Jack takes the moment to Jack can get away, but instead he takes the moment to shoot Eckhart. Which is crazy to me because it's super not Eckhart's fault he's in this situation. I I think I think this was more of like a like like the 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 scene earlier in the film where Eckhart tells Jack like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. If this is Jack's way of like, well, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. But then Batman goes after him and he falls into the the vat and Batman tries to save him, which is the last time we will see Batman do something like that in this movie. I like again, I was so happy that like, oh, Batman's trying to fucking save this guy that he knows is a murderer. Mm-hmm. That's he that's just watched pretty kill cool. Somebody. But then that's but thrown then, away. That is that is literally actually abandoned completely at the, <laughs> in the in the last end of in the end of the movie, uh, in a way that is super out of character yeah, and it's weird. Crazy. The fact, like we talk, you know what? Like I can talk all day about how crazy the line, like I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you, is in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. But what but what Batman does in this movie is even crazier. He this just is like kills him. he li- he well, and he also just kills another other guy, like but a he, different guy who had not nothing even, to do with anything. Oh no, he kills like a lot of dudes. Yes, it's we'll, not we'll good. Get to it, but um, I think we already did. But yes, yeah. So he ends up in the vat and gets like drained out, and everybody assumes he's dead. Everybody yeah. assumes he's dead, but surprise, oh, a white oh, hand also also he comes got, out of the water. This was interesting. This is an interesting way to create the Joker. I'm not sure if it, the Joker really has an official. The unofficial official canon is the one in The Killing Joke, where he actually did have the name Jack. That's the thing. He has, like, five official beginnings, right? Like, Well, no. There, it's, it's, he has, like, there are, like, been, have been a ton of, like, different origin stories for the Joker, but mm-hmm. the, the one that everybody really clings to is the one in The Killing Joke. Okay. Uh, Killing Joke had Red Hood, right? Was he Red Hood in the Killing Joke? Yeah, he was Red Hood in that. Okay, good. That makes sense to me. That's uh, but but what's what's interesting about about this one is he gets these cuts on his face from Batman's um, battering, and so that's no, why it's... he's constantly smiling. It's not from the no, no, no. It's it's from the it's from the bullet. Did it, like rebound? I cannot remember. Yeah, it, he fired a bullet and it like hit a it hit like a control panel. Okay. And ricocheted off and then into his mouth. Point is, that's the reason he ends up smiling because his his tendons are like wrong there now. Yeah, like there there's like a great scene that I really like where he's like sitting in a what looks like a morgue and this mortician is like doing plastic surgery on his face but it's not a morgue though because there's a neon sign outside that says surgeon oh does it he's like a backroom surgeon that advertises with a neon sign that's fucking metal as hell it's weird <laughs> cuz this is like not a clean surgeon do you think do you think maybe he's like actually just a dentist and then this guy walks in <laughs> and he's like do you know can you do plastic surgery uh, no, I bet, yeah. I bet he's a mob guy. Like I bet he's somebody who gets paid. No, you know who? Yeah, he's uh, he's just he's uh. I mean, this is Jack Nicholson, right? He's got a good rapport with dentists. He does. That was a good. That was a good joke. So, 
Good reference. So, guys, guys, we referenced our own thing. Guys. We referenced, a, we, we referenced literally the episode that just happened. Yeah. Um, uh. So... So, so Jack goes to this guy and like the guy like tells him like, I like, there's nothing more I can do. The, the tendons are completely like dead. Like the, mm-hmm. this, this is as good as it's going to get. And Jack Nicholson like tears his face off, looks in a mirror and just fucking leaves. I think he, does he laugh? Yeah. He's laughing the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And this, I don't, as much as I like Jack Nicholson, I don't like his laugh in this movie. I think it's a bit generic. Okay. Um, he, like, I, I can kind of I, I feel that. like Jack... I like... I, I sort of like the weird, hammy way he plays the Joker, though. Because yeah, I he... do. I enjoy that. Yeah. Every scene that Jack Nicholson is in in this movie, I found myself just smiling at how hammy it is. I feel like he oh, could have gotten... Oh, it got to the a... point where I was rooting for the Joker. When Batman right? started his own body count, I was like, okay, okay, Jack, take him the fuck out. Fucking bring him down. Fuck the cops. Yes. So that's what Joker's up to. Meanwhile, Vicky Vale and Batman are on a date in Batman's Sorry. house. And so or, or Bruce here's the, Wayne, I should say, because yeah, he's not. Bruce Wayne's house. And they there's like a really cool scene where they're all like ha- they're having dinner at this absurdly long table. Yeah. And this is this is a great character moment. Like like it shows like like Bruce Wayne is not the kind of person who really understands how to be with people. And it's um, not a bad character moment, but this is the only... After this, after this whole scene, we don't get good character moments for Bruce Wayne anymore. Like this No, is, we don't. We get Well, we get two more. We get what I would say are two more pretty good character moments from Bruce Wayne. Okay, we'll see if I agree with that when we get there. But yeah, this is the last... This is, this is a... This, I think, is a fantastic character moment, and it is destroyed by what happens at the end of it. They, they, they have they, a scene where they're, they, they're not having a good date because they're sitting like 20 feet away from each other. And they end up going and having dinner with Alfred, uh, which is nice because he got this like basically his dad thing going on. and He's telling like stories about Bruce as a kid. And Vicky Vale gets super Vicky, drunk. And because Bruce Wayne drunk. is Bruce Wayne, he doesn't. And, and he's, I, he, because I he doesn't drink. I understand why he didn't get super drunk. And then he kisses her, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of no. problematic. She's super drunk. And then it cuts to, like, the next morning, and I'm like, fuck you, Bruce! Yeah, what you did you do? You, you fucking got a woman drunk under false pretenses and slept with her. That is like, fuck no, you don't do that shit. It's not now, okay. This movie was made in the 80s, and I don't give a shit. It was not okay then, too. Ugh. Like... This sucks. This is really bad. It's so it like bad. destroys like, any empathy I could have had for Bruce Wayne as a character. And I didn't like I was I was looking at them thinking, okay, but did she like fall asleep? Is this but then it's also made clear later, yeah, they boned. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, and like when she said that I was like, Oh god damn it. Thanks, movie. I was like operating under well maybe they just like like snuggled to get nope. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Let's go back to the character that matters. So, yeah. So, so. So the Joker, uh, he, well, so Napier has started calling himself the Joker. The Joker. Uh, and, and one thing I love about this movie is the entire movie, it feels like Jack Nicholson, or Jack Napier, 
is really trying to find himself. Like, <laughs> what kind of a criminal am I? Am I a criminal that that sticks to the small things? Am I going to go big? I, what is it? What do I want to do? So he goes to um, kill his old buddy Grisham. And in the second super fucking weird big mon- monogamy scene, misogyny scene, not monogamy scene, monogamy's fine. <laughs> I don't know if Monogamy's okay, I guess. That. <laughs> well, it's just that, like, historically polygamy has actually been a misogynist no, I know. thing. It's not... Anyway, he keeps yelling, You killed me because of a woman! Over and over again. I was like, jeez, Jack, tone it down! He kills Grisham in a great scene because he shoots him way, way too many times and carnival music starts. And I think, yeah, yeah this is... A good Joker scene. This is good. Mm-hmm. Like, especially because, like, he the way he's shooting at Grisham, he's, like, like the first shot is super serious, and then every shot after that, he's, like, striking these crazy, ridiculous poses until he's he like, runs dancing. out of bullets. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. So then he goes to meet the other mob bosses. And he basically gives them he, well, here's an the thing, ultimatum. Here, here's the thing I want to say about this. This happens a lot throughout this movie, and it's something I've seen the Joker do a few times, but not in the way that this movie handles it, which is he puts on, like, makeup to look like a regular dude. So look like a... Yeah, like, I I thought that... I think, to me, it felt like... Like, maybe Jack Nicholson didn't like the, the white powder that they were putting on his face to be the Joker. And so this was their... This was how they answered that. This movie, but it also just made him a creepier villain. Yeah, this. But the, I feel like this movie could have been basically the same if he had the white makeup on the whole time. But the, but it becomes this sort of this sort of thing about um, you know kind of which face he's wearing, even though everybody knows who the Joker is because he just looks like this dead guy. Yeah, it, and it's... they find out the guy's not dead. Like obviously that's the Joker, but I don't. It's fine. It was it was a it was a choice that was made, and that's just dandy. So he goes to and, give the mob bosses the ultimatum. And and one of them is like, "What if I don't want to do it?" Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's a mob boss song, right? No, and, yeah, definitely. And and the Joker's like, "Well then, well then we're done here. Give me let's let's put her there, and we'll go our separate ways." And then he melts this dude to death. Yeah, with a hand buzzer, which, okay. Later in this movie, he will say, where does he keep getting all those toys or something? All those yeah. wonderful toys. Which is a great Joker line that everybody loves. Here's the thing, though. He has way more toys than Batman does. And where does he keep getting them? Because like, how does he, he just have a buzzer that melts a dude? Where yeah, does he right? get that? Later, he gets his hands on, like, CIA war criminal chemicals. Like, like obviously, he knows a guy. Yeah, and then it's, like, established that he's good at chemicals somehow. Like, Because, yeah, because he was the guy running Axis. Yeah, and I feel like in the comics, the Joker gas is made from his blood. Yeah. And I would have liked for that to still be in there because then that would explain why only the Joker has Joker gas. But it doesn't. And that's that's not the biggest deal with this movie. 
So there, there's like a brief kind of, so the, now we're in the second act of the movie and the second act of the movie is kind of dedicated to this like montage sort of, of like scenes where the Joker is like trying to make his presence known and Batman foils him. And there's like this well, here's the thing. subplot. Here's, okay, I, I, I want to mention something real quick because it's my next note and it really bothered me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's something that we kind of talked about earlier. Vicky goes to what's his name? I can't remember anybody's name in this movie. But Vicky Knox. goes to, Yeah, probably. Vicky goes to what's his name and like asks about Bruce Wayne, like what what do people know about him? And th- he says there's no histories on Bruce Wayne. And here's the thing, just the Bruce Wayne that I know has two dead parents, a family that is super rich and super old and a giant business along with like at least a foundation maybe two foundations and it's fine if he doesn't have any of those things in this movie i just want that to be better established because you can't just say oh nobody knows who bruce wayne is because don't they and if I they think... say, if they say, well, there's not much about him, like, uh, he's from a rich family, then there'd be the rich family thing. Or he doesn't really do much at his job, then there would be the company, you know? I don't... Yeah, it's, the movie, the movie is incredibly vague about what Bruce Wayne, A, actually does for a living. Because mm-hmm. he does something for a living that's not being Batman. But he also, does, like, B... like, have to go to work, doesn't he? Or he says yeah. he does. Like, uh, and like... And also be like, his family was obviously well off, but also not so well off that like when they were murdered, their name was frontline news. Which is fucking weird. So I agree with you that it could have been better established. That being said, I like, I like the idea that like, is, okay, so the the, pro- the problem with fucking Batman is you have this vigilante who's insanely mysterious and also this rich billionaire who everybody knows who's insanely mysterious and like and like Superman, you would think somebody would go. All right, hold the fucking phone, though. Right, like Bruce Wayne is Batman. Well, why I doesn't think... anybody just say, "Hey, listen, I know I'm the new guy at work, but why doesn't anybody <laughs> just say that Bruce Wayne is Batman?" But here's the thing: I've been here for two weeks. Okay, one thing about about Superman though is what I always like about Superman is his villains don't always assume that he has a secret identity. Yeah, they just assume he's him? Superman. Yeah. Because he shows his face all the time. The thing about Batman is I enjoy... Like, in the animated series. I always enjoyed, like, whenever Bruce Wayne was in a tough situation, he'd have to, like, dive under a table. He'd have to, like, use other people as shields. Like, he'd have to be the most scared guy in the room. I always enjoyed how, uh... You know, if he's ever at home during the daytime, he has to have, like, paid a hooker to be in his bed or something. Like, oh, that didn't happen in the animated series. It happened in one of the like movie spinoffs or something. Uh, but like that, like, that sh- happened sh- in the Batman Begins. Shit like this, where he's like trying to, he where, like he knows the, he's a big deal, and he needs to make sure that nobody else puts this together. But I, that's the problem, right? Is like people still don't know anything about Bruce Wayne in these, like, in the animated series and in this universe, other than he has a lot of money. And runs these foundations, right? Like, it wouldn't take a lot. Well, what do you but, really know about rich people? Like, huh? that's what I know about Bill Gates. Do you think Bill Gates <laughs> is Batman? <laughs> yeah, Bill, he could be. 
fucking, I don't know. Bill Gates pours millions of dollars into lasers that kill mosquitoes, man. Like, fuck. Somebody has to, if, if, if I lived in a town that had an eccentric billionaire and also a, a dude who dressed up as a bat and punched poor people at night, I would eventually be like, hey, 911, listen, I know this is crazy, but I know I'm new in town. I think Bruce Wayne is Batman. Now, hold, hold up, hold up. Hear me out. Click. Just check. <laughs> Just fu- tail the guy for more than a day, why don't you? Anyway. I, I don't know. It like I, I like the fact that, like, in this universe, the, the 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 town has this like guy who's super rich and runs these charities or these uh, galas to like fundraise for the city. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Yeah, he's a fucking nobody. Like he's rich, but he doesn't do anything." So and of and of course this lamo this lamo like guy who nobody can even remember what he looks like can't mm-hmm. be Batman because Batman's super fucking cool. So, um, Joker and his his clown goons show up to... Who do they kill? Uh, they kill another one of the mob bosses who, right. like, moved in and, like, absorbed all of the companies yes. that Grissom yes, owned. Yes, he, They, like, claimed that uh, Grisham, like, was giving him power of attorney or something, even though Grisham wasn't around. And so he, he, he had him killed, but... And here we see Knox do some actual fucking, like, serious reporting. That's true. That's true. Uh, for the one and only time, because he, he really fucking lobs his... The, the last question in the, uh, in the movie. Uh, but... <sighs> yes, we do see Knox doing some, doing some reporting, but we also see Bruce Wayne standing in front of this, just staring at it. Watching All his it clowns happen. with guns show up, and he's the only one who doesn't duck. Mr. Combat Reflexes doesn't get the fuck down when bullets are flying. And I think he's surprised, but I, he's I think the there's one a, person who shouldn't be. There's a, there's a there's a bit of him being like, like, this is different. Yeah, he's like dazed like, by it. And he makes Yeah, like I he I like have been beating the up the Joker leave and the Joker like salutes him. Yeah. And and this to me is cool because like this is this is a weird ass reaction and Vicky Vale is like what the fuck mm-hmm. what what is this guy's deal he tells me he's leaving the country his butler tells me he's not I follow him and he leaves fucking flowers at a street and now By he's like way. not ducking when bullets are flying what the fuck is up with this dude I don't By care way. if there's no history on him we're gonna find out Alfred could really. Like he's right? charged, he's charged with keeping this big secret. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that at any time, I, if I was Alfred and somebody just came up and was like, "Yeah, Bruce Wayne told me he was gonna go like ride dolphins," I'd be like, "That sounds like Master Wayne, all right," and just be like, "Bruce, you got, you gotta stop lying to people." Bruce is like, "I'll be here. I- I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days. I I have to be out of town." And she says, "Okay." And, and like she's fine with that, and she goes says goodbye, to Alfred. I'll see you when you when you come back. He's like, oh, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here for quite a while. It's like and it's Alfred, like, what the fuck? You fucking narc. Be a guy, guy. Uh, <sighs> uh. So, so Joker has this big idea, and he laces a bunch of hygiene products with this this uh, deadly chemical that he calls Smilex. Mm-hmm. In, in a scene that I thought was really like, like again, like this is just one of the scenes where he's just hamming it up, and I was just smiling the whole time. Where he like has like a fake, 
uh, commercial. Oh, he's got like a chef hat. Yeah, and yeah. and like he points at this like dude who's sitting in the chair who's probably really fucking dead, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This guy's been using brand X." Yes. Fucking. Yes, he he's a good Joker. He is he is what I. He does a lot of stuff that I would associate with like the animated series. And that's the thing, right? Is like this this show, this movie sets up a lot of the tone and mm-hmm. look that the animated series runs with. Like the the animated series has its heart and its roots in this movie. And I think it's the only good thing to come out of this movie. Oh, that reminds me of something that I had forgotten to make a note of. When Batman leaves that uh leaves the chemical plant, he drops the smoke bomb. Oh yeah. And you can just fucking see him. Fly away. Fly away. And and I looked at that and I thought, this is Hollywood. They couldn't have gotten a good smoke bomb. Like, it didn't actually need to be a... They could just... How much smoke do you need to hide Batman? I don't know. They can do it, though. <laughs> I, I, remember when I, wa- I remember when I watched Batman Begins in uh, when it came out and how fucking cool it was, the scene where he, like, has all of these bats flying at the cops and then he just walks out. And that to me makes sense because if a bunch of fucking bats are flying at you, guess what? I don't have my rabies shots up to date. Most people don't. That's not no. a thing we should we have to worry about Nobody in uh, 2003. You you get the shot after you get bit because it's very painful. Exactly. So all of these people are like, "Fuck." It's like five shots in your stomach. It's bad. Oh, uh, really? You did you have, did you get a rabies shot? No, but when I was little, I got bit by um, my dying dog. Oh, uh, fuck. She was having a seizure. Yeah, it was rough. And, um, like, it was on my finger, so I got a tetanus shot, and they, uh, we sent her in to see if she had rabies, to see if I needed a rabies shot, because the doctor said, rabies shots suck, <laughs> and you don't want to... I don't want to put your them. child through that. Yeah. Oh, I do like this next bit. Mm-hmm. When all of the news reporters visibly stop wearing makeup... Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's... They That's really good. Still brush their hair, but <laughs> but like they're not using toothpaste or makeup anymore or hair gel because they don't know what's poisoned. They just know that he has poisoned a bunch of different beauty products. Yeah, and the, this entire time the mayor is still like on Harvey Dent's back, like fucking like get this to stop. I want like the it's the 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 festival's gonna go on no matter what. Yeah. And Harvey Dent's like, I'm doing my best. Oh, this deal's getting worse all the time. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. How would you rate my Billy D. Williams on a scale of 1 to 10? <sighs> it was like, it was like out of 5. Like, I could hear oh, it, damn. and then sometimes it would go into some other voice. It's hard, you know? It's hard. Yeah. Maybe it sounds better on the recording. We don't know. <laughs> um. I don't it, want to toot my own horn here, but I thought it was pretty good. Kind, kind of shift into like just a generic New York accent, a I'm walking <laughs> type thing. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, <laughs> 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 Batman calls fucking... Alfred to con or, or Vicky calls Alfred to confirm her date with Bruce Wayne. Now this is still too far ahead. The Joker wants to bone Vicky, and he decides he's gonna. Invite her to the art museum, kill everyone there, and then fuck up all the art. That's his big plan. Okay. He, he, he no, likes, sorry, sorry. Yeah. 
he gets there and he starts playing a song by Prince. Yeah, that is, is Prince. That is and so on the fucking nose it's, it's... that I couldn't help but think, did the Joker hire Prince to make music for him <laughs> for this and then a later scheme? It's it's really good. <laughs> it's also wacky tobacky, like. Well, but that's why it's good. Like, I want the Joker to be fucking crazy. I want everything that the Joker does to be nuts and over the top in, in the same way that I don't want everything Batman does to be nuts and over the top, you know? Uh, yeah. But here's the thing. So, Vicky calls Alfred to sort of confirm with Bruce. Alfred tells Bruce, and Bruce says, oh, we didn't have a date tonight. And then, like, doesn't show up for the date. Well, okay, to remember... World's Vicky... greatest detective! Okay, no, 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 no. Vicky just said, hey, I'm gonna be... I'm gonna be a bit late to our date tonight. No, she says at the uh, at the museum. The does she museum. say that? I do not remember her yeah. saying that. Yeah, because she says at the museum, and then it goes to the museum. Oh, I do not remember that. Okay, never mind then. My point is moot. You're right. That's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. Like he should definitely be at that date to find out what the hell is going on, right? Uh, and maybe he is because Batman shows up, but only after Joker has killed everyone. Ugh. Maybe he was busy doing something else. He does have a day job, apparently, and this was happening in the middle of the day. I I was really fucking dumb. Why don't more criminals commit crimes in the middle of the day in Gotham? I mean, according to the second uh, Nolan movie, they do. They do, yeah. Like, because they'd rather deal with the cops than deal with Batman. Right, well, we can pay off the cops. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So Joker... So Joker's pretty a- good at scary being scary because he's having fun yeah like when you see joker like smiling and laughing that's scary like all he's doing at the for most of this scene is breaking art and it's scary because he especially because there's a moment where one of the one of the guys goes to like paint over painting and he stops he's like no 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 i like this one yeah and then just moves on like 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 nothing happened and he goes to okay, so we didn't I don't, we didn't really establish this. He gasses the art museum after giving Vicky a gift of a um of a gas, gas mask. mask that says "Put this on right now," and she does, and everybody starts dying. So she's she's in the shit now. And she's like, "Man, this date that Bruce Wayne set up is crazy." Yeah, this is a weird. I should date. break up with this guy. Joker starts hitting on Vicky. He says the line, "We're not like other people. We're artists." And Vicky Vale fucking nods. Like, I don't know what her game is. Like, she's just trying to keep him talking. <laughs> she's <laughs> just she's like, like, yes, yes, yeah. you know what, you're right. I get you. Oh, Joker does this really interesting thing where he calls all her, he, fake, he fucking negs her. He calls all of her photos crap until he gets to the pictures of the people who the died war photos. in this war that she covered. Again, that was kind of interesting, and it I don't want to say it exactly fleshes out his character because I know his character, but it was it was good. It was just it was just a good little bit. Yeah, so, at, this happens sense. for a while. Uh, at some point, he brings out his uh, girlfriend. Oh my and, god! And this is the creepiest part because we see her earlier, and she's wearing this like sleeping makeup mask. And this, to me, is the creepiest fucking thing in this movie. Is this woman who? For all intents and purposes, did nothing wrong except date criminals. 
but that's not really on her. Well, um, it's partially. And she uh, definitely could have broken up with these criminals. Yeah, she definitely oh, maybe could no, have. Maybe not. Yeah, I was you know gonna what? say actually no, really no, dangerous. let's not. We cannot put this on her. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like, no, this is none of what has happened is her fault, and her story, which is sucks. not touched upon, is fucking tragic. And that's the thing is is it, it adds more to it adds more to the Joker uh, at the but at the cost of taking this name almost not nameless like she has a name but like this like non character woman yeah. yeah like this non character woman and destroying her life because it, it like comes out that like the Joker like fucking acid her face acided. Acid, acid at, her face through acid at her fucking face to like yes. make her look like him which that to me is like that's terrifying that that's... is terrifying although i think the most terrifying thing happens later when he casually talks about how either he offed her or he or she offed herself and it's not quite clear he says she committed suicide but no he no he says she uh she threw herself out a window. Right. So it's not really but in clear. Like a, but in like a sing-songy way, yeah. Yeah. Who did the throwing? And because he, then he says you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Breaking a few eggs, yeah. That's... And again, she dies off camera. Off camera. Fucking gross. I hate this movie so much. It, this movie has so many problems. And like, like again, like the one... the the And we'll talk about this a bit more later, but like this movie... This movie's enduring legacy, I think, is all of the things it inspired. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there are things in this movie that work for me for Joker or for Batman or just for this or even, world. And but it's it's all wrapped around this shitty script. Yeah, it's like taking a rotten apple and dipping it in caramel and saying, "Here's some caramel." You get the caramel, and you get a rotten apple. And the caramel's good, but fucking nobody wants to eat a squishy apple. Pause. Super proud of that metaphor. Okay, let's go on. It's re- it was really good. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, uh, fucking for sure, man. So uh, Batman finally shows up. Fucking yeah, after, finally. Like, after he it, didn't make it to the date, after Joker killed everybody, after I think he was about to maim Vicky somehow... Batman show. Oh, no, 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 no. We missed it. We missed it. So, mm-hmm. Joker does this entire scene wearing his human makeup, and at some point, Vicky throws water at his face. Oh, yes. And, and he, he starts, the... like, yelling, like, I'm melting. I'm, yeah, like, doing the, the whole, like, Wizard of Oz bit. Yeah. My favorite part about that scene is Vicky starts consoling him. Yeah. Well, she doesn't and I was like, do. and I was like, whoa, that's cool. That's a good character moment. And, and the movie does nothing with it. Mm-hmm. But the best part is, like, when you see the Joker, you see, like, flesh-colored paint falling through his hands. Yeah. And then he just looks up, and he just has, like, this, this like, this this pale face, green, green hair, and you're like, ah. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. No. I do not want. Ah. And then Batman finally shows up. Finally. finally fucking. So much happens when Batman's not around. He comes in through the um, skylight. Another victim of Batman. <laughs> so he gets Vicky out of there. They did this whole big, like, running through the uh, the alleys thing. Yep. Batman casually asks Vicky her weight, which is kind of rude. Um, oh, although the rude <laughs> thing doesn't happen until later. I'll get to it. 
Um, I don't think it's rude. I mean, like, he's doing some physics in his head. Right. And so he, this... he uses his, like, automatic rope thing to try to pull them both up. And turns out she's heavier than she said by, like, a... Yeah, she said she was 100 pounds, and I was like, you're not fucking 100 pounds. I used to be 100 pounds. You are not 100 pounds. And so so he drops from the thing, and she goes up, so she's safe. He fights this dude with a sword, and occasionally, like, people show up in this movie that are specialists. Yeah. This guy shows up twice. With knives on their feet or something, and it's... So this guy shows up with a sword, and in the back of my head... Two swords, exactly. In the back of my head, I thought... Indiana Jones should shoot this guy. Because he does, like, the, the swing and the sword, like, what? And I was like, boom. Shoot that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman just pulls out a gun and kills him. Yeah. Which, honestly, would not... I would feel okay with in this movie. It wouldn't be very often in this movie, because he kind of does that later. Yeah. So, he... then Batman casually body shames Vicky Vale. Well, no, no, no. For Like, there's this big old fight scene... <laughs> Vicky Vale's taking photos and being a photographer. And oh my gosh, Bat- yeah. Bat- that's, yeah, this is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman gets uh, gets knocked out at some point, and the goons go to take off his mask. Here's the thing about this scene. At first I thought, wow, he wasn't knocked out for very long. And then I remembered, people don't actually get knocked out for very long yeah. in real life. Like, a few seconds is what you get. And, and I actually like that, because that's not usually how movies do it. Yeah. The fact that Batman, like, gets knocked down in this movie makes me feel like, like, yeah, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got, a, he got he's got his intentions in the right place, sort of, but he's just yeah. a guy. A, a rubber suit that doesn't let you turn your head and makes, and holds your head at this very awkward angle b- wouldn't, like, be the end all of protection sometimes. And that's exactly. cool. It yeah. humanizes Batman. But it also makes him more terrifying because he keeps getting back up. Mm-hmm. And so... He gets up after Vicky Vale shoots a photo, and they're like, "Ah, there's the woman." And he beats up everybody else, and then he, and then he, uh, flies up to where Vicky Vale is, and body shames her. Now he casually body shames her. It's he's like, "You're not a hundred pounds," and like, "Come on, dude." I mean, like, it, to it, be fair, said, next time you should be more honest because I was trying to do this thing. But <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. She should have been more honest because he was trying to do this whole thing. But right, also, but... Dude, my dude, Batman, I know you're like like strong, silent type. Take the time. Use your words. So he the takes more you her know. In, in the Batmobile, which... That's another thing I, I don't like in this movie because the Batmobile is so ostentatious. And how is he hiding that? But that's kind of something you, you need to accept with Batman in general. Yeah, like he's theatrical. The... Yeah. the, the uh, the show is as is as, as as important to being Batman as being an effective crime fighter is not. So he drives off with her her in the car. She gets she like keeps freaking out, which I kind of get, given her night. But also, like it just kind of makes her feel like a damsel in distress, which I didn't love. Yeah, I do like that. There's a point where she's sitting in the Batmobile and she's like, "I can fucking just look at this guy's face," mm-hmm. and she starts like leaning in, and he just like turns on a light and it shines into her eyes. Like, no, <laughs> like that seems like a very Batman thing to do. I really would have liked it if you just slapped her hand away. No, stop it. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Stay on your side. <laughs> or if you like, or if you like, pressed a button and like yes. a window started yes, rolling window, up. Window went up, like in um, how like in Pushing Daisies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
So they get to the Batcave, and he has all this information about the Smilex drug that he's been detectiving this whole time, apparently. like that. So Batman does detective work in this movie, which is great. You don't see him do any of it, which is not great. Right. And like, like, you get a couple of throwaway lines of mm-hmm. him, like, inquiring about stuff or telling Alfred, get me a file on this thing. But other than that, you don't get to see him do the detective work, which is a shame. So he figures out all of the stuff about the chemicals and the the combination that it would take to kill people and gives it to Vicky. Mm-hmm. And again, and says, this, as a general rule, that would have been slightly more interesting if, like, he gave it to her partner. Like, I feel like there are characters who should be used in this movie that aren't. Aren't used at gives, all. He he gives it to Vicky and then roofies her straight up. Now, this would not be weird had we not already established the fact that Bruce Wayne is kind of a creepazoid. Yeah, like, if, they, if, they, if that whole other date thing hadn't happened, this wouldn't be that weird, but... but or if he had said... Just, if he had said something like, you can't know where this is, or something. In in Batman Begins, there is a scene in which he has a, what's her name, at the Batcave. Because he saves her life and gives her the drug and the serum. And he tells her, you're going to fall asleep, and you're going to wake up at your apartment. Right. And you're going to have all this information. I need you to get this serum to, to Commissioner Gordon. That... That's good. That's like like he's like telling her like these are the things that are going to happen. Like I'm not I'm not like I'm not trying to abuse your trust. This is all just in like for the sake of keeping my identity a secret. Right. And that I, this Batman just fucking like flaps his cape up and she wakes up at her house. Yeah, here's the thing, it's rough to it can be a hard needle to thread when you're talking about a guy who is supposed to be like silent and secret. Yeah. But you shouldn't have roofied her. Also, we know that he felt inside her dress because that's for sure. Because the film, and that's why he—that's why he knocked her out was because he knew that she had film of him, right? And he, but he could have just fucking said, "Oh, but before you leave, come on, hand over the film." Right. So Vicky, as we said before, is taking a goddamn beating in this movie. Uh, it is not great. And then, when this happened, I was kind of surprised, but then I thought I shouldn't be. And neither should Batman. Well, no. Bruce shows up first. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce Bruce kind of visits... He's convinced by Alfred that maybe he should tell Vicky the truth. Right. Alfred's like, listen, Bruce, you can't you can't just, like, straight up roofie girls and t- carry them to their house. I you, raised you, you terribly. I, I've not been doing a great job, Master Bruce. But perhaps you should tell this woman the truth. This next scene I genuinely like because Bruce is terrible at telling people his secret identity. That <laughs> He's is really funny, fucking but, bad. But he also shoves her. True. And that sucks. That that the scene is set up that like Bruce goes to visit her, she's really mad at him because right. he's been lying to her and he's been weird and secret. And he's like, I want, like, I, like, let me talk to you about this. Please let me talk to you about this. And she starts kind of going off at him and he like pushes her into a chair. Right. It's not, like, violent. You know? It's 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 an almost intimate scene. But the thing is, if you have somebody shoving another person, then the threat of violence is always there. And we know Bruce is a violent guy. It, it, because he's Batman, but also he's been, like, kind of a creep this whole movie. Yeah. It, 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 like, again, like, this is a good character moment, but it's all weighed down by all this extra bullshit. 
He tries to tell her, he tries to tell her he's Batman. He is comically bad at it. And I, this is where I love Michael Keaton. Like, mm. like to me, this is Mike, Michael Keaton is shining in this scene because he's like out, like out of his element. And then she leaves, and he just mouths out, "I'm Batman." Yeah, it's not that hard. That's not that hard. Why couldn't I do it? And then Joker shows up, which you know what? Batman should have seen coming. Yeah, like honestly, they both should have realized that Maybe this could don't happen. Put her back at her house. In fact. If the if there had been a scene where, I don't know, Batman sprayed her with the knockout stuff, drove her around, and then parked in front of, of Wayne Manor and said, you'll be safe here, that would have been pretty interesting. But instead, she's in her apartment. Which, both both uh, Joker and Batman and Bruce Wayne comment on this, but it's a really nice apartment. Yeah, it's really spacious. Big windows. For, like, a big city. I guess she's a big reporter though she's won a pulitzer or something hasn't she yeah i think it's something's mentioned that she won like a prize for her for her war photography so this next scene is weird mm-hmm. this next scene is great when when the joker's there but the, the the having the joker and bruce wayne together after that scene is weird so the joker shows up and reminding us that he is that that this is his movie yeah hey i still exist this is where we get that Billy weird... Billy D's that... not Two-Face quite yet. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Billy D. Williams is still uh, black, which is good. <laughs> the, I really, it really fucking bothered that. me as a kid. It really fucking yeah. bothered me as a kid. Like, it made no sense to me. Like, you can't just throw acid on somebody's face and make them white. Well, I don't think that's what happens. <laughs> I know that for a fact. No, that's what happens! Wait, Billy... He's Billy D. Williams at the beginning of the movie! Oh, no. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh no! 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 <laughs> That's no. <laughs> this, is, oh. this is Batman Forever. Okay. Batman movies, man. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. I'm going to clarify. So, okay, apparently Billy D. Williams wasn't Harvey Dent in this movie. I think I okay, just watched good. this movie yes, and the previous you. movie okay. back to back. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, so so Batman, Batman Forever, which is the one that has the Riddler in it, and Batman Returns, which is the one with the Penguin in it, get blurred in my mind for some reason. I think it's because I watched them back to back. Okay. Ugh. Still bad, though. Yes, bad man. Um, bad man. These are the jokes. These are what you come here for, I assume. I hope not. Maybe you come to hear us talk about how mistreated women are in Hollywood. Because, hey, we're here. Uh, you uh, can go to better sources for that, though, and I highly recommend you read first-hand accounts, though. N- no, I mean, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, specifically how, how the characters are. Yeah, yeah, not, in this movie. Not, not women. Uh, <laughs> we're not qualified. We're super not qualified to We're the talk least about qualified. But we can well, still be mad people, about it. There are people less qualified. Than and we are mad about it. Qualified. Uh, a dog would be less qualified, probably. Uh, I guess it depends. I don't know what that dog's life is. is I don't it know. A maybe a dog? That... Yeah, I don't know. We can clarify. That's a good point. Maybe a tree? Look, we don't need to find people less qualified than us. That's <laughs> we're, we're pretty low <laughs> on the totem pole. That's asking for trouble. <laughs> um... 
So, uh, Bruce Wayne does a uh, does a Back to the Future three. Yeah. Where he straight up. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, where he puts a I guess a silver platter that again Vicky has. She just moved out here. Her seriously. Her apartment should be like not this nice. He just puts it in his shirt and has Joker shoot him. I really like Joker's gun in this scene because it's tiny. It looks like something that shoots two shots. I also I like I think his gun changes sizes throughout the movie because the there's a great moment uh, yes. at the end of the movie that's pretty great. But but the gun he has in this one is like just like a hand like a little handgun, and I feel like it's really easy to be intimidating with a really big gun. Yeah. And they probably give him a little gun so it make more sense when Batman doesn't die. But he, sh- he shoots Bruce Wayne. I guess there isn't a ringing boom. Oh, but before before he shoots Bruce Wayne, he looks at him and he says, <sighs> Have you ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight? I hate this. I hate this a lot. I hate it because there was a big setup that they do not capitalize on. Here's what I hate. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Spider-Man 3. A movie that I like. Did you like Sandman in Spider-Man 3? I did. I think Sandman was the only good villain in Spider-Man 3, and that uh, Green Goblin, while interesting, was lacking. If it's a movie that has has... Venom in it, you should be able to like him. Yeah, but this Venom fucking sucked. That's the thing. He does. It's not important. I don't actually want to talk about Spider-Man 3. I just want to talk about... God, I want you to kill Peter Parker. And how Joker apparently killed the Waynes. Now... This is a bad way to add drama to your movie. To, like, retroactively make it so that a threat here secretly made you who you are. I hate it a lot. I understand that you hate it. I think this movie does do it pretty well because the movie does have... Like, they're, they're become, you get to a point in the movie where the, the mystery is what happened to Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. And this, that this to me really shows us, Everybody knows well, that. but that, but that's the thing, right? Is I think this really shows how, how for granted we take our relationship to Batman as a character. Like he wasn't always a permeating icon bat. Like this was the first big superhero movie since the original Superman movies. And like, who really knew who Batman was other than kids? And not only that, but like this movie had a massive marketing campaign. So they were trying to get people who didn't know anything about Batman into these seats. Like this was a this I think might have been the only time in history that you could have made that a mystery. So Batman gets shot and disappears because he's an asshole who doesn't make sure his girlfriend's okay. Um Well she didn't make sure he was okay. She just fucking left him there. There was a dude with a gun. She didn't run to him. There I would have ran guy to him with a gun. You fucking stand still. And but when he left, she went to go check on him. And he was already gone because he's an asshole. So she is an asshole. She goes to find him because, well, he just left. And then Alfred shows her the Batcave. So now she's in on it, and she tells Batman she loves him. And I don't believe it. No, I don't either. It is very not good. It is like this actress does a great job, but this scene and a later scene are delivered in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. I would need, she would need to be really fucking good to make me believe that she loves Bruce Wayne at this point. Fucking one of my favorite things in uh, in Batman Begins 
is when uh, what's her name tells Batman she doesn't love him. I was like, fuck yeah. Because nobody loves Batman. He's crazy. And dangerous. Oh. Yes, he is those things. They cancel the bicentennial. The bicentennial? bicentennial. Yeah, they cancel they cancel the, the bicentennial festival, but the Joker hijacks the airwaves. And he says he's gonna give away two million. I think so. Hundred million? No, Lots it was two I think I think yeah, a lot of money. He's gonna give away two million dollars at the at the bicentennial that they're definitely having. And everybody's got to be there it's gonna be so great it's definitely not a trap it's definitely not a scheme to commit more mass murder uh spoiler alert this this here's the thing i understand where joker's coming from the build-up for him to be like you love me not batman is like kind of weird because like these people he he's been terrorizing I feel like there's no turnaround that quick. Well, okay, so there is something that that should, like I, I this I did get kind of I've been watching. So I watched uh, one of the George Romero zombie movies, and and something that rem- that this reminded me of is the fact that like Gotham City obviously has a big class problem, mm. where people like the mayor and and uh, all of the people at Bruce Wayne's uh, party are obviously living the good life but it seems like literally everyone else in Gotham City is having a shitty time like this city sucks and it obviously because the mayor can't even bring businesses into this festival so in the meantime before the festival actually starts Batman drives his car into the thing where they make all the Joker shit drops a bomb from his car and explodes the factory and all of the regular ass people who were in the factory some of them probably just factory workers lots of them had guns but he kills them all They're yeah all this is now. yep batman uh this is a, that committed a war crime like yeah this is a fucking weird end game for batman he what now this is the point in a regular batman story where the cops would get involved where but Batman would say, and here's the thing. Where Batman would say, I am out of my league mm-hmm. and I need help, so I am going to work with the police force. Here's the thing. The cops don't show up until after the Joker's big show. But he announced his big show. The cops should be there in droves to kill the Joker. Or to arrest the Joker if they're not feeling that punchy quite yet. I... Yeah, the the, hmm, the yeah, like after Commissioner Gordon's like one good scene with Eckhart, he's gone. He hasn't come back yet. Mm-hmm. So after Batman uh, commits mass murder, he mm-hmm. in in a scene that again is just tonally really weird. It like it kind of just happens for no reason too. Yeah, like there's no setup for it. There's no scene of him looking at Alfred like first. I need to destroy the chemical plant. It's his fob. Yes. Bob. Yeah, forward operations, forward operating course. base. Sorry, I've been Oof. playing a lot of games. Yeah, but like, there's no, there's no <laughs> establishment for for him blowing up this chemical factory. He just does it for no he reason. Does it? He's Batman. He so then, take this shit down. 
Then he's in his bat plane while all this other shit happens. So Joker, is it okay to shift to Joker? Were you going to say something? Oh yeah, I, I was going to say like, the Joker releases gas from all of the parade balloons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we established that, balloons. but that was his plan that we were yeah. talking about earlier. He's and, poisoning um, everybody. Here's the thing. Tell me what's his name's name again. Knox. Yeah. So Knox has this scene, which I guess is supposed to be heroic, where he grabs like a baseball bat and one of those, um, like a hospital mask almost, like a, yeah, like, like a paper one. Yeah. Well, you, you, you can use it for like when you're painting so that you don't breathe, breathe in fumes. fumes. But I don't think it works on like Joker gas. I and would think Vicky... so because Joker gas is definitely like bigger because it's like it's a it's a vapor and not a gas really. So it's yeah. it won't it wouldn't get through the mask. I don't know. But the other thing is Vicky is just in a car and cars are not airtight. No. Anyway, they're both fine. He gets into some big fight with like a bunch of nerds and he ends up on top of his own car that Vicky's driving and she basically crashes him into a bunch of trash. Yeah, she fucking hits him with his own car, which is a which is like like a bomb ass move on Vicky's part. And again, this could have been more interesting if he was a character that I cared about at all. And they were like, actually they, friends. If they had like a friendship or a partnership that I cared about and she accidentally hits him with this car while saving him. Yeah, right? Like that would have been a good moment. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is like 15 minutes and it occasionally cuts to Batman flying in his stupid plane. And it goes on for so long that I actually said out loud, I fucking get it, fight the Joker. There was like, a moment, there was, is a moment that I fucking hated where he flies up through the clouds and makes the bat symbol on the fucking moon. And I just said, yes. like, I said under my breath, fuck you, Tim Burton. Yeah, I, that's when I said I fucking get it. Like, okay, you're Batman, go fight the Joker, asshole. Like, fucking, Ugh. so in a scene that is, again, like, homaged and done better in The Dark Knight, he flies his plane at the Joker. Shoots well, him first, with a real first, gun. He shoots no, him no, with a real no, gun. No, yes, 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 yes. But first, he he does get the balloons out of there. Oh yeah, but I I sorry. Yeah, he did that a while back. But sorry, sorry if I didn't so, bring that up because I was so. In, he shoots a Joker with a fucking real guns. ass gun. Here's the thing: he shoots guns. He shoots missiles, missiles. and he does it poorly. And it was at this point where the Joker is not being riddled with bullets, but he's almost being riddled with bullets and shit's exploding around him, that I was suddenly on the Joker's side. And when the Joker pulls out this giant cartoon-ass gun that shoots down a plane that couldn't shoot him down, I was like, fucking yes. Nice. You go. He He killed a plane with a novelty gun when the plane couldn't kill him. Batman, you fucking blow. Then he goes and he grabs Vicky and he starts and and, and, and and because he's fucking crazy, he decides he's going to marry her and calls all of his guys to the um Cathedral. To the cathedral, and they're going to the top of the cathedral. And a cathedral's a good place for a Batman fight. I That's really just... like this scene because at the beginning of this scene, the Joker called a helicopter, he's like I want a helicopter. I want to ride here in 10 minutes. And anytime a movie gives me a time limit, I'm always counting those seconds 
because and, and so often it's like the bomb's gonna go off in three minutes and then 15 minutes pass before yeah, the bomb yeah, goes off absolutely. or whatever this next scene plays out in real time and i love it that's interesting it's fantastic it's like the only good action scene in this movie except for the fact that batman kills a couple of people yeah he but in terms of the pacing is pretty cool in this in this scene joker kills fewer people than the batman does i don't think joker kills anybody and there are like random cops around that he could be killing and he almost does but the thing is he doesn't and batman is just offing guys like it's nothing like throwing them off of stuff so that they land and die throw them off a bill it's nasty it's real wet it's real whack like so oh and but and the entire time that this fight scene is ha- like okay a batman is super fucked up from the plane crash but who cares um i B, also want to ask something where did these minions come from how did they get here because uh, yeah. joker went up the stairs then batman went up the stairs and they were like already there they must have i think one they must have just like looked at the cathedral and been like yeah yeah no yeah. let's yeah no, let's wait up there ha- that's where we're ending up we know yeah. But yeah, no, you make a good point, though. Yeah, like, there's Excuse no reason me. for all these I guys to be there. I work for the Joker. I'll be at the top of the cathedral. <laughs> you know where I'll be. Listen, you work for the Penguin. Go back, go down to the sewers or to the fucking zoo or wherever the fuck you go. I'm going to the top of that cathedral, though. He needs me. <laughs> to get to be killed by Batman. <sighs> so, I don't know how they got there, but they end up dead. Yeah, that fucking... All of them are dead. The entire time that this is happening, Joker is dancing with like a... I was super worried because I hadn't seen this movie in forever. I was sitting there and I thought... Maybe she's dead. Does this movie fucking kill Vicky Vale? Here's the thing about this. I don't understand what the hell she's supposed to be doing. Because she she moves like she's drugged. Yeah. Right? But then every time he makes a joke, she reacts to it. So she's not that drugged. She's just like... A real bad dancer, I guess. Like, there's a there's a moment where he like points a gun at her and pulls the trigger, and she screams, and it just it's the bang gun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love the bang gun. But, like, are, is she I, drugged I, or I, is she not? Yeah, I don't I don't understand what they're doing. So Batman, because he's a murderer now, says, "Oh, you you." Uh, uh, he's gonna stop Joker. Joker's like, oh, you made yeah. me. Don't you remember? Sorry, and Batman's we, like, you made me. What? We completely skipped the flashback. Like we talked about it. But of we didn't course, talk I skipped the flashback. It. Yeah, so there's a flashback to the the mystery of what happened to Bruce when he was a kid is revealed, and it turns out that the Joker killed his parents but didn't kill him. Woo! Oh no! Right, and he says, "You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?" And, and that's uh, how Batman figured it out. Yeah, world's greatest detective. How old is Jack Nicholson by comparison to Michael Keaton? Pretty old, I think. Jack Nicholson's okay. really old. But okay. But Michael Keaton is also pretty old now. I'm just trying to establish like a, I don't know, at least a 20... 20 years, yeah. No, maybe like... No, okay, wait, wait. Yeah, right. yeah 20 years. Uh, J- uh, Jack Nicholson was born in 1937 and Michael Keaton was born in 1951. Okay, so they're cast, right? That's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, just want to be sure. So, Joker and Batman talk about how they made each other. Batman throws Joker over the railing. Because of fucking course he does. He just straight up is like, fuck this. And no, 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 Joker no, no, no wait. Does... Sorry, no, I need to talk about this. Oh, okay. Before he does that, favorite scene. Vicky Vale, Vicky Vale, in, in, in a baffling character choice, starts like 
wooing the Joker, oh, sort of? Oh, yeah, she does and this, it, like, uh, like what Jasmine does in, in Aladdin. In Aladdin, yeah, and, like, it just, it's super gross, and it doesn't it, really make sense, because it, it's fucking Batman, he could just hide in the darkness anyway, and yeah, surprise the Joker, it's not good, it's it not a good look. super unnecessary, and also, she, like, kisses his clothes a lot, which... Uh, is that sexy? <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Because she's like kissing his outerwear. And like, I get that she doesn't want to kiss the Joker. I understand I completely. That. It's just that he seems into it. Whatever. Um, it's bad. It's a bad look. It's a bad... It's, it's bad. Script. But my favorite fucking thing in this movie was when I was so goddamn done with Batman, the Joker pulls him over the edge. Yep. Yes. Him and Vicky. I literally laughed out loud. Huh. So they're all hanging onto the edge. Uh, Joker's helicopter shows up. And Joker oh, no. starts to get away. Joker's not hanging onto the edge. No, he is. Joker has climbed up. No, he's climbing up. He never quite gets there, though. No, doesn't he, like, kick stuff onto them? Uh, Well, he's standing on a ledge above them. Right. But he's not, he's like... He's standing on a ledge above them. He's not on sure on footing. Beneath him. Well, especially because he starts knocking pieces of brick off on top of him. Because... I mean, that just seems... That's a good Joker thing to do. It's This this whole thing has been a bad Batman thing. A bad Vicky Vale thing. I didn't know that I cared about Vicky Vale's character until I saw this movie. Right, and it's... just like, shat on. It, it's... And it's not that... It's not that Vicky Vale is, like, the most memorable Batman character. It's just... It sucks to see a named woman character be treated so fucking badly. By every male By character. literally every male character. Fucking, there are some male characters who take the time out of their fucking schedule to just remind her that she's a woman in this movie, and it sucks. Yes. Ugh, fuck um, the 80s, man. This is bullshit. I'm glad I was born after up. this movie. Helicopter, Helicopter shows, shows up, and the Joker starts getting away, and Batman's like, fuck no, I'm gonna kill you if it's the last thing I do, and attaches a gargoyle to the Joker. The gargoyle is pulled off the edge of the, uh... Building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after after a fairly long scene of kicking a gargoyle, the Joker is eventually pulled off of the rope. Vicky and yep. Batman just climb up like they could have done that the whole time. Yep. Which happens a lot in movies and always bothers me. <laughs> well, no, they don't climb uh, up. I thought they, they fall. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, they start to climb up and then they fall and Batman does his... Um, his grappling hook grapple thing. rope. Which we've all seen. We've all seen Spider Man. We've all read the comics. So yeah, they so, do the grapple hook thing. Joker has landed, and his chest is giggling because he has these the clattering teeth in his yeah. Which, what a way to go out! If you're gonna kill the Joker, that's like not bad. Yeah, like, like that. I hate that Batman killed the Joker. Like that's not supposed to happen. Fuck this movie. Fuck Batman. I think I hate Batman. I think I hate Batman. No, no, no. Just focus on Adam West. It's okay. The, he, that's the thing. That's the thing. They had this, like, closing where it was like, oh, Batman's going out with Vicky, and, like, oh, he's he's going to be late tonight. Yeah, I'm I, not Because surprised. he's Batman, this, yeah. This, this bullshit. And it made me think of Batman looking at Catwoman and just having a genuine emotional moment that... Never happened in this other movie. Yeah, seriously. Like, the closest this movie gets is the scene where Batman tries to tell Vicky that he's Batman. 
Yeah, um, this was rough. This movie was not good. I think think this movie has a lot of legacy behind it. Um, It set up, it set up the like second of three era. It's like it set up the second era of superhero movies. Mm. Um, It it also like is the establishment of like a specific kind of gothic noir tone that Batman the animated series takes, as well as inspiring things like the Joker gas which wasn't a thing in the comics. It it did a lot that I think, but it also is so weighed down by it's just bad writing. It's really terrible. God. It's It doesn't know what it wants to do with Batman. It doesn't know what to do with a female character. It it yeah, it, it doesn't just... know how to handle no, it's not even that it doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know how to handle a female. Tim Burton can't write a female character to save his fucking life. Uh, is what this movie tells me cuz I don't remember I, the the last Tim Burton movie I saw where I where, I where the female character had some agency was uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, and even then it was not great. Uh, I feel like Sally does pretty well. What other Tim Burton movies have I seen? I don't fucking know. The Corpse's Bride was weird. I remember the liking it. Yeah, I've I've. I remember heard liking that. it as a kid when I I remember liking it as a kid. Um, I don't know how mm. I feel about it now, but I definitely don't like any of Tim Burton's live action things. Except maybe maybe Beetlejuice. Eh. What about Edward Scissorhands? How is nope. that one? No, no, did not like it. Yeah. Okay. Does he mistreat the female character in that one? I don't remember. I just remember not liking it. Yeah, it's been I a just... long time, and I, I when I I saw like half of that movie, and I was like, this is too weird. And I, that's where Tim Burton usually gets. That's where I usually get off on the Tim Burton train. Like, yep, this is a little too weird. It's not usually like. Man, this guy doesn't know what to do with any female characters of his. And yeah, and I there is also there is a there is a super big tone problem in this movie as well. Where like every scene with the Joker is scary, but has a it's genuinely entertaining. Yeah, though. it's it's entertaining and it's fun. Like I uh, there there are some scenes where it feels like Jack Nicholson is very his performance is very dry. Like I know he could do more as an actor. But he's having a good time, and that and that shows. Everyone else in the film is so serious or not serious. In the case of like Knox, mm-hmm. it just it just like everybody's kind of stumbling around in in this like super dark smoke machine set. I guess what we're saying is watch Batman sixty six. Definitely watch Batman sixty six. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I like it's a lot of fun. Maybe maybe watch it. Maybe watch like half of it. And, and then take and a break. Yeah, because... Watch it at your own pace, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit long. And it makes me want to watch the TV show to see if those are better paced, which I bet they are. Just because they end probably after a half hour or so. I, I've been wanting to rewatch uh, Batman the Animated Series, which I haven't done because I haven't seen it in years now. But it's so it's hard a, to find in one piece. Yeah, it's really good, though. It's worth looking into. For a while, it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. It wasn't the last time I checked, but I don't have Amazon Prime anymore, so. Gosh, this keeps happening to us. See, the fun movie was first. And the second movie wasn't fun, now it feels like we're ending the show on a downer. I Well, I mean, I think we are going to end the show on a downer, because, like, like... Okay, so I, I want to say this. I love Michael Keaton as an actor. I think that Michael Keaton it was a good choice to be Batman, and I don't regret that choice. There's a lot that he does with the character and he's honestly just bogged down by a bad script 
that mm-hmm. happens. I, I I believe the same thing about Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck can be a good Batman. He's just being bogged down by this shitty-ass fucking script. A- at the end of the day, I think both Batman 1989 and Batman 1966 have a legacy, but but there is something to be said about the fact that Nobody after after Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, nobody really talks about Batman 1989 anymore. But people That's still true. talk about 66. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, Batman 66 is well, like 50 years ago now. Yeah. And I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah, there's it's inoffensive. Yeah. And, and that's Batman 89 is very offensive to me. Yeah. It, like it looks like there was a, like a ton of script work that went into this movie before it was finally bought but like there was a version of this movie that had Bill Murray as Batman and Eddie Murphy as Robin what <laughs> what yeah right and it was <laughs> it, and it was supposed to be like a super like campy take on the film oh my gosh okay Oh, man. And then Tim Burton came on and was like, no, nah, we're going to make this shit dark and edgy. Damn it, Tim. Killing me. <sighs> a, lot of, a lot of actors were considered for the role of Batman. But Bill Murray is by far the wildest. I would love a Bill Murray Batman movie. I want a, I want a modern Bill Murray Batman movie. How old is <laughs> Bill Murray? Now? Bill Murray's really <laughs> old. I know. Sorry, let me check. No, no, I clicked the wrong name. I don't want to see fucking Charlie Sheen. Fuck that shit. Get me Bill Murray up here. Bill Murray is 67. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, get me a fucking 67-year-old Bill Murray playing playing Batman. Get me Eddie Murphy as Robin. He's only, what, 50? <laughs> you know what? No, I would genuinely love... I would want a, a Batman story about Batman, like... Being old, and like maybe, I think maybe looks good. Nightwing's there, and he's like Batman. Shouldn't you retire? <laughs> right, just have Eddie Murphy show up, just not even dressed up in a costume, just like Bruce. You're you're almost seventy. You gotta <laughs> let this go. And Bill Murray's just like ah. The city needs a Batman. You've this... had like eight hundred kids. <laughs> you know how many Robins you had after me? I can count them. I can't count them on two hands. I can't count them on a spreadsheet. I think it's I think I like genuinely think it's seven or eight. Like there's a lot of them. Uh, I think I think canonically it's five right now. I was gonna say I think a couple of them aren't canon. Because two the two girls aren't canon. Um, of course. That's some bullshit. Yeah, I know. Hey, no, that's literally some bullshit. I know. Ugh. It's a whole thing. So thank you for listening to direct video. No, no, we're not fucking done yet. I want to be done yet. No, we're not done yet. <laughs> we're not done until I say we're done. I don't want to do this anymore. No, I just, I just have a. So, um, yeah, this is a this. Oh, to go back to the movie where they just tortured a little girl in the first ten minutes. <laughs> that movie was more fun than this one. Cause yeah, because it, it went, because it went crazy in a way that fascinated me. This just made me sad. Oh, to go back to the light-hearted wolf quest. Wolf quest. <laughs> you want to go on a wolf quest? I have an idea for our next episode if you want to go on a fucking wolf quest. No, you picked this one, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
And I feel bad about you know fucking we should have done sixty six and Superman seventy. That would have been fa- yeah, we that would have been we better. We were almost gonna do that. Ugh. That would have been better. Yeah, Superman seventy is fucking weird. All the Superman movies are weird. Yeah, we talked about we talked for a bit about you know Adam West being a big cultural icon. He, for a lot of people, I think including both of us, he is Batman. Like he just is, and it sucks that he passed away this year, but. Like, I think... Yeah, we were, um... I guess this is... Gosh. Yeah, like, it, it... It was way earlier this year. I think it was, uh... It was June. Yeah, it says here it was June. He lives a long life, 88. Like, holy shit. Yeah, he was working for all of it. Yeah, and he and, and he was always... And, and he was always willing to be Batman for, for people. He had a good relationship with the character and with his fans. And I think his earnest his earnestness and his warmness what was the word i used earlier his congeniality as batman is going to ensure that we talk about batman 66 probably for the next 50 years i i think as much as like edgy comic book writers today want to get away from campy batman we never will and we shouldn't because it's it's really good Campy Batman is, I feel like, the most real Batman. We sort of talked about that a bit. Yeah. It's the Batman that feels most true, even though, you know, the the guy who blows up buildings and, uh, and, uh, you know, punches his way out of everything. You're like, that guy's fun, but I feel like when you go home, it's Campy Batman all the way, right? Yeah. It's just ridiculous, over the top, but sort of most grounded Batman. Yeah, like, comic books are at their heart, like, ridiculous fairy tales, and we should embrace that more. Like, we didn't... I'm... 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 As much as I love the Marvel movies, I'm sick and tired of this, like, this, like, oh, but it's gotta be... It's gotta be, like, founded in realism. Like, fuck that, man. Like, have fun. It's okay. Like, you can have fun and not be real. Like, it's okay. It's a... It's okay to want more from your superhero movies than real. Well, my thing was always, okay, the thing you guys define as real is weird. Yeah, you're right, yeah, like, real means means being shitty towards women, apparently, and killing people by grabbing their neck with your feet and throwing them down a flight of stairs. That does happen. Are we done with this this podcast now? Yeah, I think we can be done now, yes. I say we can be done. Free me from my prison, Andy. <laughs> uh, before we, before, before, well, uh, yeah, let's let's do the let's do the whole spiel. Uh, this has been direct to video, yeah. VHS, VHS, VHS. <sighs> I've been your co-host Tony Robusto, and I have been your co-host Andy Reyes, aka. No, I I got nothing. Can't I haven't talk. done. I haven't done the nickname thing for a while because it's really hard. And yeah, I think, I think, uh... King Tut. King Tut, no, uh... (laughs) Mask of the Phantasm. Good one, alright. Deep pull, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to find us on social media, I am TheaterBats, at TheaterBats on Twitter. And I am at Royalty underscore Valens. If you want to find our podcast, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your local podcasts. Just look up direct to video wherever you find your local podcasts. I hate that so much. Just look us up. 
we will be there. Ugh. And give us that sweet, sweet, sweet five-star rating. It really helps with the search algorithms. It helps other people find out what we do and who we are. If you want to search us out and see all the like extra shit that we do, which I will get back to doing better. I mean, <laughs> sort of fell off the wagon. We're all busy. We're all busy. You can go to direct2.video, and that also has links to, you know, all places you can find you can find the podcast and subscribe to it. And our, our music is by the Rosebeer. It's probably playing Penguins right on now, parade. Unless we talk for longer than it won't be. Well we we we're gonna we're gonna come back with our uh, what we're doing next time. Yeah. Oh wait. No, I said I would do this more. Uh, come find my comic. Oh, uh, that's right, that's right. Inspired by two events.org. Uh, the current storyline is about a necromancer and an owl attacking a bunch of tadpoles. It's <laughs> it makes sense in context, <laughs> sort of. It well, <laughs> there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of lore in that sentence. There is. There is. Yep. <laughs> this comic has it's come about by stream of consciousness and just building on different stream of consciousness stuff. It's like the Great so, Gatsby of web comics. It's true. That's what everyone says about it. <laughs> That, that's a blurb. You, you you should add that to your website and put my name yep. under it. It's going to be right at the top. The Great Gatsby of Web Comics. <laughs> that's just because I'm a big fan of Green Light, though. That's how I'm going to pitch I'm, it to I Ryan mean, North when I meet him. I was going to say, hey, Ryan okay. North, have you read The Great Gatsby of Web Comics? Good, 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 good. If it's okay with you, Andy, I kind of want for our next podcast to watch 101 Dalmatians 2. Yes. Patches London Adventure. Yes. Yeah. This is another one that I watched when I was a kid. Okay, cool. Also, I've, seen, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff about 101 Dalmatians, and I kind of want to get into it. Yeah, no, for sure. I will say this. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it, which means it wasn't egregiously bad. There we go. But who knows? A lot has changed Not in egregiously bad. <laughs> <laughs> he raves and derails. At that, I'll take that. Honestly, I will take. Yeah. I will take a sequel that is. I will take a sequel or a follow up or a reboot that is not egregiously bad. It has been so long since I liked a movie. I am the ghost of John Smith. No, I'm looking. Well, fine. That was still Halloween. It's still Spookums. Yeah, it's the night of the Spookums. I am spookums. the ghost of the ghost of John Smith. What? That's right. Oh That's shit! Right. Oh man. <laughs> Plot twist. Okay. A bigger stop recording now. Does John Smith Jesus. dance with the ghosts under the pale moonlight? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>